Time with your hosts, Tony Rosario and Jamie Hayes. Nice. You are now in tune with the boss of the business, the What The Heck Show, on UnionPowerRadio.com. Afternoon, my fellow brothers and sisters and Teamsters from Local 804 and Teamsters listening across the country. We are here today in the Berkshires County in Massachusetts, um, about, I would say, three hours north of Brooklyn. I <laughs> uh, had a great time up here. I'm your host, Tony Rosario, and we have Hector Fortis, the Big Bad Wolf, producing all, came all the way up here from upstate. Thank you for coming up, Hector. And our gracious host, Mr. Greg Kerwood from Local 25 in Boston. Thank you for having us here, Greg. My pleasure. Good afternoon. Thanks for having me on. Yeah. We're, we're actually hosting the show, but Greg actually rented us this house that we could stay up here. We had a few beautiful days up here, and we had a great time with we? the family. We? Well, you came <laughs> you, up here. You. <laughs> I, I haven't been here 24 hours yet. But you did enjoy but yourself. But you did a lot in those Last 24 hours. Last night, yes, I <laughs> We did. <laughs> oh, and we had one hell of a show last night. If anybody was listening to uh, me and Mr. Ford is here, we were in rare form last night playing some good old music from the 70s and 80s and just kind of, you know, just having fun talking and, and having a couple of drinks. And we just had a lot of fun last night. If anybody was listening, if you missed it, well, too bad. Today is union talk. So, um, well, Greg, since you're our host today... Uh, is there anything new coming out of Local 25 in Boston? Uh, just the usual. I mean, you know, we're all looking at the election at this point, I think. So that's the, that's the focus for everybody. Right. The huge election yep. coming up now. We should be getting our ballots sometime in October. October 4th. It I is. To get mailed, right? Right, right. And it's, uh, you know, it's for the whole, all the marbles. It's the international election. Um, me and Greg and Hector, we all support the Oz slate. Um, you know, uh, obviously, for those that don't know, Ron Herrera. Who, who supports the asset? All three of us. I we believe. do? Yeah. Yeah, we do. Yeah, okay. I was just <laughs> checking because I know you were on the fence for a little bit there. Buddy. I was only because of the fact uh, because I wanted to learn more about what was going on with the yeah. oscillate. But now that I hear the power slate is with the 22-4 language and I can't stand that language, they, they that's, I, I wasn't going to vote for them anyway. I know Oz was going to be... I was going to vote high. I just wanted to learn more about what the candidates that he was bringing on because it was too early in the game. And I didn't know anybody that he was bringing on. So, Well, I, and you know what? 
I'm sure Greg feels the same way. I think the fact that Herrera has decided to stick to the 22-4 language, and at this point he's talking about just kind of strengthening the language on the 22-4, I think we can all agree that that language is just unnecessary to be revamped. There's no reason to mess with it. Just eliminate it completely. Garbage. Like Oz and uh, uh, Sean O'Brien and Fred Zuckerman and all the rest of the oscillators saying, it's something that needs to be done. Bring all those 22-4s, make them 0300s, make them full-time drivers, and that'll be the end of that. Because what we needed was more drivers. It's not another two-tier position that's not working that was a big lie that none of these people in most of the country are doing two-tier work. They're all just regular drivers at a lower rate, correct? They're all, they're all driving in Boston, absolutely. You know, no, I, nobody's working inside. And it's pretty much ridiculous. You created a job that you said was going to do one thing, and it's not happening. So well, what, what, what do you... There's no strengthening in that language. We don't need it. Yeah, but the question is this. Can Sean O'Brien, if he gets into office turn that language and take it out of the contract. I believe so. I don't I, see I, why not. I don't, at least in, Remember, it was a negotiation between the companies and the union. So, you know, the companies, they, 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 they took it like one of our local guys said, took it and ran with it. The company is taking it and running with this, uh, with this language. So I, do you think that O'Brien going into office will actually handle of taking this language out of the contract without the fight from the company? I don't think the company loves it either, frankly. I mean, the, the management that I deal with, they're not in love with it. They don't, they don't really know what to do with it. They don't love the, the limitations. They don't, they don't love the, the, the fact that they can't have, they're limited to what they can do on the weekends. I think it doesn't really help them either. I mean, they, they can't, I mean, they're forcing people in on Saturdays now, but that's not, their goal is to have a seven-day work week, and I don't think the 22-4 really helps them in that either i don't i don't think they're in love with it now, whether I, I, they want to get rid of it all that's that maybe not i but. beg to differ on that one because i think the company loves it because they get to pay the drivers cheaper and use them and abuse them and i think the company loves that language and 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 it's going to be hard for o'brien to even try to take that language out i mean i wish he could i mean because i hate that language that language sucks well, one thing we do know especially about this company is that when you give something up, it's sometimes very difficult to get it back. It that's, is. That's for sure. It is. But I think Sean O'Brien has a good team together. I believe that they can put in a decent proposition to the company and try to make it happen because they know as well as the union knows that it's just not working. They should have just hired more drivers, prepare them for a Tuesday through Saturday work week. You know, um, the people coming in, the, the, the newborns, as we like to say, would have to be the people that take on the the Tuesday yep. to Saturday work, and then just keep the guys that have been there a long time, you know, the, the brothers and sisters that have been working a long time, you know, uh, that have seniority, let them keep. And then, honestly, just do it in seniority because yep. there are members that actually started liking working Tuesday to Saturday. And if you now they can't because <laughs> they have to take a pay cut. Right. So if you have a, 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 Saturday, a, a, a member who wants to do Tuesday to Saturday, do it in seniority order. Yep. If he wants to stay Tuesday to Saturday, let him have it. That's what we had. We had it that way before this contract. That's right. There was no, it's, a, it's a, a solution in search of a problem. There wasn't any reason for this language in the first place. And it's just made a mess out of everything. And it's created a lot of division because a lot yep. of these young 22-4s, they don't know the language. They're blaming a lot of their they don't locals know, they for don't what's know, happening. They don't even know about a union, and then they throw them into the wolves. They, oh, yeah. you know, right now, we're dealing with a lot of 22-4s. I haven't been in the office with a regular 
uh, RPC I, no. with a regular driver in the office in a long time. All the ones that are going into your office right now, the 22 Fords, because they threw them into the wolves yep. and they don't, they're they not don't properly train trained and then they do some crazy shit. I mean, these guys are really, and then the money is bad. I mean, I just, you know, just one guy just resigned because he admitted he stole six cell phones and <laughs> because he had to pay for his uh, girlfriend's uh, pregnancy. And, you know, it's the money is not there. And, and also uh, with this Amazon paying these preloaders, and I mean, I, the preloaders are hard workers of the company, I believe, uh, is that uh, they're paying these guys $15 an hour, and Amazon is hiring guys for $17 an hour. At McDonald's, you're getting $17 an hour, plus you're getting a meal. Right. You know, you're getting a happy meal. Well, the balance there also is that there are actually Amazon facilities that they are paying warehouse employees $15 an hour. Uh, since I've been, you know, doing a lot of work and and studying how Amazon, you know, does some of their things and speaking to their members, I noticed that a lot of them have different price price ranges in certain places. So you got some making fifteen, some making seventeen, and then remember, even though our part timers are only making fifteen, which isn't great in certain parts of the country, they still getting after five years vested into a pension, which is not happening in Amazon. And they're not paying into oh, some serious. You're killing insurance. me. You are killing me right now. What with the what? With your pop, pop, pop. I'm popping. Yeah, you're popping. I told you, you can't speak too close to the I'm microphone. Not, not <laughs> you're popping. popping. You're you're like pop, pop. I'm pop locking. Look at the meters go crazy. Everybody yeah. to their corners. Yeah. <laughs> we got the referee. In the <laughs> it's that you know every week we do the same thing. We say the same thing. You took too much, too close to the, and you popping, so you pop my how's ears. That? How's that? Is that That's about? better. Oh. Yeah, talk, talk nice. Talk without, right. uh, So, since I lost my train of thought. Uh, did okay. you? No, I'm just kidding. So, the Amazon <laughs> thing, right, 17, 15, and then our workers, our part-timers are still getting vested pension benefits or, you know, the, the pension, the benefits are way better. And Amazon's not really offering these kind of things. They're offering them at a higher rate. I know some of these kids are paying over $100 just to pay into their benefits, which is, like, ridiculous when union dues are only $38 a month, you know, for some places. I don't know how much they are everywhere, but for the most part, that's the, the, uh, the, the going rate. And um, they don't see it. They're looking at it as, you know what, $17 an hour. Sounds like more money. Okay, yeah, it does, but yep. if you add everything together, it's really not. So, you know... It, it really just goes to show the part-time pay at UPS is... is it's a travesty. It we, a we've travesty. let this go for decades now without improving those numbers significantly. And, and, and even when they did, they left everybody who was already employed with nothing because there was no bump up for everybody else. So it's just... It has to be addressed. I, I don't know. I mean, you, I, guys, you guys know I have the contract proposal page. Yeah. The proposal that's out there... That uh, came sort of through talking with some of the members that I put out there was to have a flat, flat pay rate, and then uh, a certain percentage increase for every year of service, so that if there's a market rate adjustment, if there's a seasonal adjustment, if there's any kind of adjustment, as soon as you adjust that bottom rate, everybody gets kicked up automatically. So in other words, if the base rate is 20 bucks an hour. You get $0.75 cents an, hour, uh, an hour for each year you've been with the company. Then that 20 bucks goes to 21 Everybody gets that dollar auto- automatically across the board. Rather than the situation. I mean, you, I was looking at your supplement last night. You guys have it all laid out. Who gets what rate? You know, in every classification. In every classification. For us and, and for most people, it's like 
you have to get an act of Congress to find out what your inside rate is because no one knows. And wow. Because it's, it's probably based on the same way that yours is, but it's not spelled out in anybody else's agreements. And so you, people want to bid a 22-3 job, and the question is always, what am I going to make when I go inside, you know, work the preload for half the day? And the only way to find out is to send an inquiry into payroll, and they just come back with a number, and nobody tells you where it came from, and everybody's number is different. And, and to me, that serves no purpose. Yeah, and another uh, big thing is, uh, aside from the part-timers, with Amazon is the, is the worst part, where you got people delivering packages for less than 17, 18, 20 bucks an hour, depending where they are, and you got UPS drivers that are making close to 40. We can't allow, as a union, for a company like Amazon to drive down the standards that, you know, took 40, 50 years of hardcore union work to get us to where we're at. You know, drivers in any Teamster industry, for the most part, uh, are, are making, you know, close to that $40 an hour. That's the going rate. Some tractor trailer drivers are even making more. Like, these Teamster jobs are important. And, and to think that we built a standard at that and you got feeder drivers at Amazon making 20 bucks an hour, feeder drivers making 20 bucks an hour, that's insane. And then now, because they're feeling the pushback from unions, they're trying to give them their little, oh, well, we're going to raise you a dollar here or two dollars there. That, no, that's not enough. You know, we cannot allow this company to drive down the standards that years and years of Teamsters have fought for. It's just not right. It's just not fair. And we have to do something about it. That's why we need leadership at the top. And that's why I'm, you know, I'm hoping that we get these guys. And speaking about that language, like you're saying, the local 80, luckily enough, Vinnie Perone, our local 804 president, who, you know, helped negotiate some of that uh, language and amongst, you know, the negotiating committee, at Local 804. You mean to the worst president that ever sat in Local 804? Well, yeah, the the worst. I mean, He's the worst. Uh, listen. Just because, you know, Mr. Guest said that he's the worst sitting uh, president, and which I'm going to get into in a few. So I'm going to let you finish because I'm like biting my tongue right now. 13 minutes that took. Oh my God! It's gonna take. It's gonna take a little bit. It's gonna take a little bit because yeah, I gotta warm up. I gotta listen. Yeah, you you guys are here enough about the local little four politics in a few for sure. But right now, I'm thankful that Vinnie Perone will have a seat. You know, as a trustee on that executive board for the IBT because you know our language, like you said, it does solidify some of the stuff in our local eight hundred four supplement as far as classifications, getting paid, and how we do things. You know, for car wash positions, clerk positions, you know, like you said, that's not in a lot of the other local supplements. Nobody, I don't think anybody has the classifications that you. I've never seen anything like that. That's something that you want to implement in the Nash in the master national national master language. You know, that's something that has to be across the board for everybody. So, you know, things like that have to be spoken yeah. about. And that's why I like and love the page that you created because I see so many people. Yeah. Uh, and, and, you know, you make it very, uh, you have great rules on the page. You know, talk about the article. Let's see what kind of language is on there. Yeah. What would you like to change about it? And people have come up on that page with some really good stuff. Some good stuff. What, yeah. what have you found on that page that really uh, got your attention? Um, I like that, the... The idea of the base pay with the part-time was a big one. Um, I think the biggest complaint is Article 40, which is understandable, because Article yeah. 40 is a disaster. Is it the same Article 40? Is that, I mean, it's is national, international yeah. with the air national, drive. Air, with, every air, yeah, that is air the language worst. is just awful. There's yeah, just it is. so yeah. many loopholes. Guarantees are different. Yep. Everything's different. And that to me, 
the, the, the biggest issue that you see with all of it is that we all have supplements and the purpose of a supplement is not to lower standards in different places. The purpose of the supplement is so that if there's a situation specific to New York, you can address it. If there's a situation specific to New England, you can address it. And instead, what we have is that the company has used all of these different supplements to undersell each different region and 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 divide everybody and no one because of the lack of communication no one really knows that happening so like i was reading yours you guys have uh you have the five optional holidays which we have three personal days you have six sick days we have five sick days some places have no sick days but they have optional days some places like Chicago, discretionary which I think days has the best language. They have discretionary days where it doesn't matter what it is, what it's for, whatever it is. You just say, "I'm taking a day off," and that's it. Unlimited? Which, which, is it unlimited? It's not unlimited. No, but there's that. There's no restrictions. There's no you got to ask for it a month ahead of time. There's no a week know, in advance. You got to call in and say, "I'm sick." Well, what's wrong with How you? How many you they know? get like that? Uh, I believe it's around the same it's eight, nine, ten, somewhere in that. But but the issue is they don't have to go through all the hoops. Like for for my guys, they'll constantly throw that. You know, I need the day off. Well, you're not sick. It's a sick day. It's called a sick day, right? And then personal days we have to ask for in advance, and it's all done at the discretion of the company. So you ask, you ask for a personal day, and then they tell you you can't have it. And then what are you going to do? You got to go somewhere. You got to do something. So now you book off, and then they say, well, you're not sick. We know you're not sick because you asked us for the day off. Right, so now you're being dishonest, and we go, we go down that road all because the days are labeled as sick days, personal days, and there's all these rules and restrictions. Right, right. The whole purpose of a personal day in general, the idea is it's personal. I and, shouldn't and need to tell you exactly what I need it for. It's personal. And and the thing that I go through here is that when guys, when I was a shop steward, guys would call in sick, and then they, you know, the supervisor will ask why. So what's wrong with you? This that if you call in sick, guys, just Hang up the Hang fucking up the phone. phone because they're not doctors. They're not going to cure you over the phone of how you sick or well, how you got sick. That's not their, That's not your problem. The only, your, your responsibility is to call in, I'm sick, and that's it. Bye-bye. That's it. Hang up the phone. But, yep. you know, people want to explain how they got sick and, and what they did and forget what medicine they took and everything. It's just, they're just going to use it Once again. Once again, uh, Rosario's occupied doing something else. <laughs> I'm reading the chats. I'm texting. Somebody's right. got to watch. But the you got to do. Somebody called you. Can't, you, you can't somebody do called you Uncle Fester. Good. <laughs> somebody <laughs> called me Uncle Fester. Yeah. Fuck you. <laughs> hey, there's two bald heads on this radio uh, today. So I just spoke to Dave Burnt uh, from Local Success oh, Chicago 705. Chicago, he said yeah. they have five discretionary days, five discretionary. and they just fought for those during that last contract yep. when they were just about to go on strike. That, Thank you, yeah. Mr. Dave Burnt. Appreciate you, brother. But they're not even in the international. No, they have a separate thing. Right. But that, the point is, is that we all have different language everywhere, and nobody knows. So when we all get together in this page on Facebook and other pages, people find out and they go, wait a minute, you, these guys have that? Why can't we have that? Or you have that? Like, you, you guys have the, the no forcing on the holidays. Right, correct. Right? But you, you don't have the same holidays that we have. We have uh, Columbus Day and, and Veterans Day. But those are working holidays. Mm -hmm. You don't have that. But you have the no force language. Do you have uh, doubled on Sundays? Doubles on Sundays, yeah. Double time, double time, double time. Your, your holidays are double, right? Yes. You work a holiday. It's actually, it, it, they, ours, they ours call is, it triple time because you get right. the holiday and plus and double plus time right. for the day. But our yeah. holidays are time and a half. We're not, we're not, right. we don't get the double. We get the first pay and then the time and a half. Oh. 
Yeah, that's. But I mean, you again, can, my point is, is it the company has kept everybody in the dark to who has what, and what we need to do is get a group of people on the same page with all the supplements and sit down and go, okay, you've got the best language for this, you've got the best language for that, exactly, you've got the best language for this. Let's put them all together across the board and throw them in the company's lap and say. Here, exactly. We've all got this. This is what we all want. If it's good right. enough for them, you can do it for us. If you can do it for them, you can do it for us. But why is it that if this is a teamster across the country, why everything is not the same? Like the international page is all the same for everyone, right. but the supplements, it should be like you said. Right. Throw everything in the hat right. and find you out who's got the better, better right. language or the better, better language on the supplement right. and use that language for right. across the country. Right. Because there's things that they have in common. We all need days off. We all those things are the same, right? The stuff that you guys have that pertains to New York, like your your transfer list, right? Not everybody's going to need that. That should be part of your supplement and should be different. But we all have sick days. We all have vacation. We all have, and yet everybody's different. Some people get another week's vacation after two years. Some people get one after three years. Some people get option days after three years. Some people get you guys get another week at five years. We get one at ten. You don't get one at ten. Like there's, it, there's no reason for it all to be different other than it works to the benefit of the company to say, okay, we can, we can screw these guys over here because they're not talking to those guys, and we can screw these guys over here because they're not talking to those guys. Right. And so they have the advantage because you better believe they're all talking to each other. Exactly. And so they know exactly what's going on and say, oh, well, nickel and dime here, nickel and dime there, well, nickel and dime there, and we win across the board. Whereas we should be on the same page saying, this is the best language. If they can do it in Chicago, they can do it for everybody. Right. They can do it in 804. They can do it in Kansas. If they get seven sick days, they should have seven sick days. Because you put it on Facebook and you have people coming in there, what's a sick day? You guys get time off if you're sick? Mm-hmm. Exactly. I mean, how, how is that possible? And, and the sad truth is, and, and, and sometimes I hate to say things like this, but the truth is that there are some locals out there and some executive boards that really are there for the right reasons and fight really hard for the membership. And then you got some local executive boards that aren't doing that, that they're just go along, get along. And we are trying to get away from those kind of executive boards. And members have to know that if they're going to complain, then they need to vote and they need to step up and they need to change out those executive boards. They need to move those people along and they need to take ownership of their union and they need to work hard on getting local uh, leaders that are actually going to do something about it. Stop complaining Get off your, 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 your ass and go out there and start making a difference. Because, again, as I always say, you know, our, our union is based on us. That's why we always say at the end of the show, we're here to put the U back in right. union. Uh, somebody posted something today that the I in union stands for you and me, for that's I right. and you. It's not a spectator you know, sport. That's right. So you can't sit there and complain if you're not voting. You know how many times you hear that? Like, wow, these guys haven't done nothing and they're complaining and complaining. And then, okay, so what are you doing about it? I hear you complaining, but what are you doing about it? Are you out there? Are you busting your ass to make a difference? Are you boots on the ground? Are you helping people that you know that have strong leadership and care about this union and care about the people you leave behind? Some people just want to retire and go, get their check and get it done with. And then you got the guys that are going to make sure that before they leave here, they want to leave it a better place. That's right. And that's what we need. And our brother, uh, Dean Dawes from the Gemini and Tow Truck says, be, uh, because we're talking about locals, he says, before 1979, every local negotiated their own contract. Right. And uh, yeah, and the IBT sold the NMA, which is the National Master Agreement, to the locals yep. back then by allowing supplementals and riders. That's correct. Well, now that the two-third rule is uh, gone... And-
Now that they can't force these contracts down our throats. Thank God. Now this is gives you more time as a local to look at other locals and see what their supplements are about Agreed. before you agree on any of this right. uh these locals. So I mean if I if I was on a different local and I wanted to know what eight oh four was doing with their supplement on right. this certain language and it sounds good to me, I'm yep. gonna put that on my local. I read supplement. it last night. It's it, not a it's not a heavy lift. No, <laughs> you know I, I read it in an hour. <laughs> you know, it's it's not like it's war and peace. You guys, it you probably know, would have took me three hours, but uh you go yeah. through it and you see what's in there. There's no know? pictures. <laughs> <laughs> So it would have been, uh, uh, but I think that's because now that the third, the the third rule or whatever the two, yeah. the two rule, whatever it's two called, rule. the two thirds rule. Thirds rule. I said it right before, and I just totally forgot. Uh, it's gone. Now we have time not to yeah. get that contract shoved down your throats. Now you have time to look at other locals and see how their supplement is. What benefits them could benefit your local. Exactly. And uh, that, that's a great thing there. Plus, having bargaining numbers on the committees is... Oh, that's another A+. plus. Yeah. 22-4 language doesn't sneak by any UPS people. I wish they got <laughs> rid of that That language. would never have happened. That was a if big there deal, were, too. If there were bargaining unit members at that committee... Absolutely. Every one of them would have stood up and said, um, no. That would be a no. <laughs> and I, I want to give a big shout-out to all the guys who've been boots on the ground for uh, Team Oz uh, during these, uh, this campaign election. Um, especially Tom Shutlow, man. He's a retired guy. And he's out there. He's been out there. And God bless him. Thank yep. you, Tom, for taking your time out of retirement to help. Um, you know, you, you, I know that you're in it, always been for the right reasons, and you just continue to do it even after retirement. Dude, you are one in a million. Thank you so much for help. And he's been, like, everywhere. Everywhere. So. Oh. There, there could be more than one of him, actually. There he's been are. so many places. There are. And I want to thank all of them. You know, the, the guys out there that are boots on the ground, that are hitting up all the states, you know, uh, we appreciate you guys. It's been it's been a long, grueling road, and you know, I did some of the states in the East Coast with some of our team. You know, with our our president Vinnie Perone, and we even had a young twenty two four with us, and uh, other members from other locals who helped us chip in in those other uh, buildings, and and even a, a part time steward from one of the buildings that came to help out. I appreciate her greatly. Um, and it's just, you know, it's just a great thing. And um, that's what it's all about. Oh, I got a part time. You have to meet people face to face. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Technology is good at getting information out there. But if you want to change minds, you've got to talk to people one on one. And um, I got a part time member uh, who just made book a couple of uh, weeks ago. And she's asking, uh, what's the deal with time and a half on Saturdays? There seems to be a lot of confusion about whether we get it. Um, no, uh, part-timers, unfortunately, don't get the time and a half for a six-day work week. Um, most of the people that get it are drivers because they're working 40 hours a, a week with overtime. And then if they work that six-day, um, they will be getting the time and a half. But and, and I'm, uh, the, You guys have restrictions on that, right? Did I read that right? You have to work... The amount of hours. You have to work the, the five days to get the six punch. Well, no. If you if you take a day, uh, a sick day or an optional day, yep. you're still entitled to still the Saturday six day punch. It's those people that you are still, still get the time and a half. Right. It's those people that want to try to take a code twenty six where they're just like going home no pay, which is gotcha. greatly you. frowned upon. They yeah. do that and at your local. They want to try to Go come home, in on a Saturday and they do. They yeah, do. Unfortunately, they do. it happens they, everywhere. They and they don't like it when I talk to them about it. Yeah. I don't I mean, understand it. I don't know. As a shop steward, I used to just break down the, the yeah. course yep. of just going home that one day. 
the cost is, is crazy. It's yep. almost $400 that is not in your pocket. Yep. Not only that, the, the company wins, wins. Yep. It's a win-win for them. It's a huge win for them. You know, they don't have to pay you for the day. They don't have to contribute to the pension. Yep. It's, and, and it's all okay. And that yep. schedule 26, I can't stand that. And every time I go into an office and they want to talk about attendance and I see yep. the attendance is less than the code's 26, <laughs> yep. I say, are you freaking crazy? Yep. I'm not taking any discipline because you guys created this behavior. That's right. You guys wanted you to him to stay okay home. That's right. And I don't get, want. and I don't get, and I keep saying this in every goddamn show, I don't get how you live an hour and a half away, yep. you get up early in the morning, you get dressed, you go to the center. And then to tell them, oh, if you're over, I'll go home. Yep. You drove all that way. You got up early. And then you, now you have to wait till they fully staff before you can leave. And then when you do leave, it's going to take you another hour and a half to get home. By the time you get home, it's already half of the day gone. Yep. You lost $400 for the day. You lost gas money, yep. tow money. And what are you going to do? What are you going to do from tow? What are you going to do? Yeah. You know? It's ridiculous. It's, it you know what really no also bothers me a lot? And it, this only started bothering me when I was boots on the ground and I started going to other states and stuff like that is when I hear in other locals and other states that they're forcing people in on Saturdays. And I'm saying to myself, where is that okay where you can force somebody to work six days a week? That's like taking us back to the freaking 20s and 30s yep. before unions fought for a 40-hour work week, yep. before people were able to get benefits. How do you think it's okay that you can force somebody to work six days a week, take that amount of time from his family. Listen, I know there are people out there that want to work six days a week and get that time and a half on Saturday, but how dare you force somebody to do it? It's people that have been working through COVID, killing themselves, you know, we're considered essential workers and these guys are out there dying six days a week and getting sick. God knows what's happening. And then, you know, I, I get that you need drivers, hire drivers. Yep. You know, stop forcing people in. That's not fair. That's not fair to them, and that's not fair to the families, especially the amount of work they've been putting in. That just made me sick to my stomach yeah. when I was in those other states, and I hear the guy saying, well, what are you... I mean, they don't always know what we're out there for, yeah. and they're like, well, what are you guys going to do for the... And I'm saying to myself, shit, I didn't even know that was going on out here, man. I'm yeah. sorry to hear that. That fucking sucks. It's going on pretty much everywhere, unless you have language in your supplement that doesn't allow a 4-6 punch. Yeah, they don't force they, them on a, 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 in local 804. No. No, we, we in Boston, you guys yeah. are forced? Oh, yeah. wow. Well, they try to force guys in, and we tell them, uh, go ahead, go right ahead. You can't force a 6. We tell the guys, they know they're right, because the 22-4s don't know that they cannot be forcing on the 6-day punch. And so they're telling them, oh, you have to come in. And we're telling them, no, you don't. You, can, you don't so have to be forced to come in. on the 22-4s on Monday? Is that what yeah. Oh. Yeah. They're trying to force the 22-4s on Monday. So with us, but, you know, they, we got some... taken all the, the Monday work away and moved it to Saturday. So our issue is they want to force everybody in on Saturday, and then they cut all the routes on Monday. So there's no work on Monday. At all? Hardly any. And that's where, that's where the people taking the days off come in. Because the same people that are complaining about working on Saturday, then they get a text message from somebody Monday morning. Oh, you don't have to come in if you don't want to. And they go, oh, okay, I'll take the day off. And so now they're allowing the company to take all that Monday work and shift it to Saturday because no one's coming in on Monday to get their guarantee. And they're only doing that to show more trucks out there on Saturdays because Amazon is out there Saturday and Sunday. 
So they're not doing enough work on Saturday to show more trucks. Right. So now if they move all that work to Saturday, now they're going to see a, 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 blood, I mean a, a parade of UPS trucks out there delivering on Saturday, and that's what they want. They want the seven-day week. Exactly. They've they said w- it. Carol, whatever her name is, said it in, the, in her speech. Carol she, told me. Yeah, yep. She wants a seven-day work week. They want to take the, the traditional bump in the middle of the week that we've always had where you know wednesday is the heaviest day and they want to smooth it out over seven days and they're going to move all the work around to do it and they don't care what the contract says well i i you know i think that uh sean o'brien is going to be hardcore in uh putting these uh company in notice not like these hoffer guys that uh always say yeah yeah we're gonna do we're gonna do we got so much money in the in the strike fund but uh, you know we're not gonna use it but you know i'm just letting you guys know what was that? We'll, oh, a motorcycle. We'll be using it this time. So uh, hopefully with, uh, if Sean O'Brien gets in, uh, hopefully that we use that uh, strike con- just, just, to, just to scare this freaking company in yep. and put them on their place because they are violating these contracts yep. left and right. They are paying grievances, because, but it's, like, it's so crazy that Money's we... no object to them. They don't no, care about the money. It's, it's crazy that they will you know, violate the contract. Just, fix, just follow the contract and we won't have no grievances. Mm-hmm. They rather just yeah, go ahead, just, just pay it, pay it. Pay yeah. it. I'll violate it all. I mean, this this don't mean shit to me. These guys sat there for hours and hours to negotiate this contract, and to for management to be like, just well, whatever. We're not gonna follow it. We're just yeah, gonna fuck just you and pay. pay it. Just fuck you guys. You Which know, just goes to show you how much money they have and how much they could actually afford to be dealing with. And then they sit down at the table and say, "Oh, we can't, we can't do that. We can't afford that. We can't afford this yet." When push comes to shove, they can pay part-timers more money when they can't find enough bodies. They can pay all these triple-time grievances. They can pay all this stuff at their convenience. It's all about the power. That's, that's the heart of the issue of everything is who has the power. And at UPS, the company has the power. And that's why that for the, you asked me about the, the contract page. The biggest thing to me in this entire contract is changing that 9-5 language so that it's a hard number. So if Tony's on the 9-5 list, he goes out on the road, he's coming back at 7-10, no matter what, period. Packages on the truck, whatever it is, not his problem. He's on the 9-5 list, they need to fix his dispatch, they need to do that, or he's bringing the work back, and now it's their problem. Now he's got the power, and the company doesn't, because they'll just pay, you know. We they, have that language pay. for a request low on the eight-hour eight request hour. Some low. Some places have yeah. it. Yeah, and, it's, and, it's, and, and I don't understand why they have two different languages in the international versus the supplement. Because I rather you do have better language. I rather I rather do the supplement because you know I have the right to bring that work back if they're not going to give me right. my request low. Right. And in the international, okay, so you get two hour get penalty. Two hours, you know, and, and they'll just pay it, like you said. <laughs> you know, That's the same issue. They'll you know, just, they'll just pay it. I don't want the money. I want right. to come home on my right. eight hour work request. I have something to do. So, you know, I, I wish that, that that language there, the Creslow, is just one language throughout yeah. the international. And uh, maybe in the international, make it a little bit harder. Like, you know, you can't, yeah. you know, they try, company try to say, oh, you didn't uh, give me a heads up and you bung the. Mm, too bad. It's right there. It doesn't say that in the contract. And I'm exactly. wondering if even a stronger penalty would even work because they doesn't. just don't care That's about what I'm the saying. money. So yeah. now the company You've is... You've got to shift that power from the company. They own you. Right now, they own you. You punch in, they own you for 14 hours. 
right. on any given day. They can keep you out there. They can do whatever they want. They own you for 14 At hours. At least three days a week. <laughs> Either way, they'll pay the penalty. Yeah, right. Exactly. So they, right. they don't care. Right. Until you and they change have paid that out dynamic. thousands right. and nine, thousands. And they don't care. But I think, we, what, what until we you get change that in? dynamic, till the driver is coming back, period, and now they have to do their job. Now they have to dispatch. Now they have to say, all right, this guy wants the overtime. Go help this guy and take the work off him. Now they have to actually, oh, the, the preloaders, you know, it, the, the load's terrible or the, the Orion or whatever, because we don't have that in my building, is horrible. We better fix it because we want to get the most out of this guy for the nine and a half hours we got him for. Now it's just, oh, well, it's a shit show today. Screw it. They'll clean it up. We got them for 14 hours. So we'll keep them out there as long as we have to. Exactly. I mean, management will tell you that. I'm sure they tell you guys the same thing. Right? I don't care. It doesn't matter to me. I'm not the one doing the work. Your truck's a mess. Well, too bad. Your, your, your route's upside down and backwards. Just make sure everything gets delivered. And the company is so freaking dumb because we had, I had some 9-5 grievances. And, you know, they were talking about the cover drivers. They do different different routes and they, they, they go over the 9-5, but they are the 9-5 right. list. Yep. It's in the contract, it you dumbasses. Matter, yeah. It says that if you have 24, 22 fours yep. working as combo on. driver, then the regular driver, no matter what route he's doing, he's going to get the 9-5. You know, and they try to deny that shit all the time. And I tell them... It's in the contract, yep. you dumb morons. He's like, oh, well, take it to arbitration. Why? To get what? Because that, that's their mentality. They'll, they'd, they'd rather fight 15 things knowing they're going to lose 12 if they can get away with three. That's, that's how Absolutely. They well, that's the company, man. And then, uh, you know, and I, and I always say this, we are our, our worst enemy. The members, you know, they do ideal things. Yep. Work it during your vacation, you know, all this other shit that we yeah. need to stop. And that's the problem. That's other that language we'll, you guys have is that with that vacation. Yeah. We, I fight that. You don't have that? We don't have the language. We have, we, we deal with it that way. I, like in my building, no one's allowed to work their vacation. And if they bring them in, I'm, I'm filing for, you know, the time for some other driver and getting them paid. Right. But we don't have that specific language that you have that says no one can work on their vacation. Right, but they do it anyway, and the thing is that when I, if I catch it, if the person is there, the first thing I say is that they forfeit their route, they forfeit their seniority, they forfeit, because they're coming in against right. our contract, which is entering into a separate contract with the company. That's right. So that's your deal with the company. Yep. So in, in a, a lot of occasions, the guy that came in during his vacation, they promised him double time. And then he doesn't get the double time. He comes to me and mm -hmm. says, yo, what's up? I got to get my say, what do you want me to do? Yeah, you got your I own contract now. You, you, <laughs> dealt, you dealt with management, so That's you need right. to deal with management. I have nothing to do with that. You violated my contract, your contract, yep. just to get you a little bit more money, and now they're not paying you that money that they promised you, yep. and now you want me to grieve to get you the double time? Okay. Good luck, guy. Yep. You voluntarily, on your own accord, decided to enter into a separate agreement against our contract, exactly. Article 6. So. I can't, I can't stand, yeah. you know, that when that happens, I just cannot stand it. I, I saw on your page, and it almost made me sick to my stomach. A guy said, uh, lunchtime from this point on shouldn't be mandatory. And I said to myself, what is this guy thinking right now? People fought People, to get, <laughs> and he wants yeah. to what? Make it mandatory? He wants to get home. <laughs> I, I mean, I, not to beat a dead horse, but that 9-5, that's what I mean about that being the heart of everything. Because... Trying to have control over your personal life is what leads people to run their lunch, what leads people to take shortcuts, what leads people to falsify records, what leads people to, 
to not follow procedure. All of everything that these guys do that's wrong is all because they want to get out when they want to get out. They want to get home. They want to see their kids. They want to do all of those things because they have no control over their life. They walk out the door every day and they don't know when they're coming home. People will ask you when you're working, right? They say, oh, what time do you guys get done? When the truck's empty. Exactly. What do you mean when the truck's empty? You don't have a. You don't know when you're gonna get done. Nope. It's funny because the company when they hire you, they say it's nine. It's a nine five job. <laughs> yeah. You'll be home before dinner. Yeah. I, I haven't. You know. And I worked. With, I never saw dinner. Nope. I saw dinner at ten o'clock at night every yeah. night. You know. I never got home on that. Uh, and they say the same thing to the part timers. Oh, you'll only work. Uh, you're guaranteed three and a half. You'll probably work four hours a day tops. You know. And, uh, that's, you know, that's another thing that's got to be fixed. And then the they're trying to fire. Times. They, they tried to fire 10 of our part-timers yeah. for not wanting yeah. to stay past five hours. Stop lying yeah. to the part-timers. That's another pop, issue pop. that has to be addressed. <laughs> the the, the part-time people working full-time hours, it's not it, it, that's just not, that's not the point. And COVID really oh, pushed yeah. that to the limit. Yeah. Completely. Yeah. Completely to the limit. Yeah. It's and what we call in a lot of the 24s, 22-4s that made book, we're calling them COVID babies. Yeah. Because a lot of them probably would not have made book if it wasn't for COVID. Yeah. And they're very lucky, and they made it. <laughs> oh. We're going I'm back sorry. on to tonight? <laughs> we're going to take it back sorry, to tonight. Dance night. Party USA uh, is back, folks. <laughs> I'm ready. I'm ready to go in. Tune on Union Power Radio. <laughs> I'm not going up against Braswell again. No way. My hat is off to you, my brother. You know that stuff better so, than I do. So oh, I'm going to get out. I mean, if you guys are done with the IBT. Well, uh, we could move on to local later for politics. If Thank you. Like you. Jesus Christ. <laughs> I play that. Look at all these rumors. There's nothing but rumors. Before anything. Oh, one thing I do want to get out of the way is let's talk a little bit about the bylaws as far as elections go. Because well, I was just going to go into that. Right? You want to go right into that? Well, I want to know. I want people to know what the bylaws are about. You know, in our local, we have bylaws and we have everything that we have to follow by the bylaws. Right. According Especially to when rules. you're in the office, you have to make sure that you maintain that bylaw order that you do not get it. Correct. Because, you know, that's what is there for to protect the the members and the local. Correct. So is there anything in particular that you want to bring up about the bylaws or do you want me to read well, something? Well, you know, to, to run for office, you have to be in good standings. Well, absolutely, and but not just we for have a month or a, two. We have paragraphs in the bylaws what, what good standing is and how many months you have to be in good standings. That is correct. So we want people to know, the members to know exactly what the bylaws do and how it's good for you if you want to, if you're in good standings, you're allowed to run. Right. And uh, it's 24 months. You have to be in good standings executive, you know, consecutively. Consecutive, uh, 22 months, uh, 24. 24 months. I keep saying 22. Two years. Exactly. You have to be straight up paying your dues. You know, there's different if you read it, you, they'll yes. tell you exactly what it is. I'm know? curious, uh, Local 25, in your bylaws, is it similar where your I elected officials... I believe it's the same. I think it's 24 months, yeah. So you have to have 24 months of yep. continuous paying dues without any discrepancies. I think it's the same on the international level, too, if I'm not mistaken. You yeah, I would believe years. that it should be two years across the board. Yep. So just for those listening uh, who are looking to run for office and you want to learn a little bit about the bylaws and you don't know, um, to be eligible to run... For any office in the union as a member, you must comply with the provisions of the international constitution. 
every member whose dues are paid up through the month, which is prior to the month in which the nominations or elections is held, shall have the right to nominate, vote for, or otherwise support the candidate of his choice. That's for the members, uh, and just so you guys know, that's just for members that are nominating a member or, or, or with a candidate or, you know, they want to vote for this person. You just have to be in good standing for a month. And that's for just, not again, nominating, voting, and supporting a candidate. That's fine. No member whose dues have been withheld by his employer for the payment of the local union pursuant to his voluntary authorization provided in a collective bargaining agreement shall be declared ineligible to nominate or vote or candidate for office in our local union by the reason of delay or default in the payment or dues the employer to the local union. Now, as far as being eligible to run, this is where you have to pay attention. It says to be eligible for election of, to any office in this local union, obviously we're talking about Local 804, and understand me, it says to be eligible for election. Eligible? Eligible. Eligible. For election to any office in this local union, a member must be in continuous, understand the word continuous, good standing. Continuous. Continuous. Good continuous. Standing in this local union and actively employed at the craft within the jurisdiction of this local union for a period of 24. Say that again, 24? Yes, right. You sure it's not 12? 24 because consecutive months, okay? Not a few months. We're not talking about somebody who's nominating wait, here wait. or voting. We're talking about running for office. You have to be eligible, and you haven't, and you have had have paid your dues in full for a good 24 consecutive months, meaning two years prior to the month of nomination two years 24 months prior to the month of nomination and why for we, said office hector right now if if you're running for office and you know that you have to be in good standings correct yeah. because continuous good when i when i was running for office when i was running for office i had one month that i uh was going to do a withdrawal card and right. i said nah I'll pay my union dues That's instead. Right. Now, when you are on withdrawal card, and if you are not paying union dues, that becomes that you're not in good standings. Now, when you have that withdrawal card. Correct. Also, when you're on comp. Yes. If you're on comp or disability, Jamie just asked that question. If you're on comp or disability, if you're not paying your union dues uh, every month, you're not in good standings. If you send a money, if you send... Less a penny less of your union dues, you're not in good standings. You got to understand if your union dues are a hundred dollars a month, you got to give them a hundred dollars a month to be in good standings for, for 24 consecutive months. months. Exactly. Consecutive, it's not 99.99. You're not at the 99 cent store, yes. It's the hundred dollars is the hundred dollars continuous know? good standing. Exactly. So, if you were behind and you thought that you could pay a couple of hundred bucks that you owed over the last month or so, guess what? You're not eligible. Right, you run. won't be eligible if you uh, all of a sudden I'm gonna pay whatever I owe because I was on withdrawal for a couple of months and I'm gonna owe whatever I owe 
And then, you know, it's not going to work. You have to be in good standings in 24 months. And, and to be completely honest, if you're running for office and you don't know this. Exactly. I don't think you're someone I want to vote for. Just exactly. saying. Exactly. Just saying. And Rosie Sardonsky, <laughs> our girl Rosie Sardonsky, hardcore teamster. I Rosie. She's in the West Coast, right? Yeah, I love her. Yeah. She says that is a rule from the Constitution that affects all offices. 24 months, you can go out on disability and pay your own dues. With This will continue your dues maintaining your good standing. I have been doing this for years. I always make sure my dues are paid. Well, thank you, Rosie. That means she you can run for office if you like. <laughs> she said something else about 24 months. Yeah, I just read it. Oh, that's the one? Yep. And Jamie asked, you mean I can't pay the extra the next month? No, no Jamie, you cannot. If you're, not, if you're not listening to it, it's 24 consecutive months to be in continuous good standing. Consecutive months, continuous good standing. I don't know if I could reiterate that any more I, than I have. I'm getting the impression you guys are trying to talk to someone in particular. Well, no, we're not. We, no? No, no, no. We're just letting no. people know the rules. Oh, yeah. Oh. Because, you know, mean, people... Uh, I mean, I'm just from the outside looking in <laughs> yeah. here, but I, yeah. I, I sort of, I'm getting the impression no, that you, we might, just wanna, you might have someone this, in this mind. This radio show is to educate the members. We want every just member the members across like the that. country I, to understand if they want to run for office and you feel like, again, that we feel there are a lot of local executive boards not doing what they should be doing, know that if you're ready to run against them, make sure you're in good standings for two years. That's and if you are running, you must you got to know the bylaws, right? I mean, if you're running for office... You should know the bylaws. Wouldn't you read the bylaws before anything? And, and, and the funny thing is that, you know, whatever. Uh, you, uh, you almost got me there. Uh, almost. <laughs> almost. But no cigar. Like that beautiful Nicaraguan I got sitting out there after so, the show. Uh, so, um, so again... Go? Rosie, right, which I love, says this is a rule, right, in the Constitution that affects all offices, all offices in our union, right? And if anybody's on here that's listening doesn't believe what we're saying and you think we're just talking out our asses and Miss Rosie Serdunsky's full of crap also, even though she's from the West Coast and just joining in our chat, or even Boston, my brother Greg Kerwood here from Boston, you think he's full of crap? Well, you can just go to Article there, there X. There might be a few people that would say five. yes to that. Just <laughs> Nobody would say yes to that. Rosie included. <laughs> Article X, Section 5 of the International Constitution concerning the payment of dues for a period of 24 consecutive months together with no interruptions of active membership in this local because of suspensions, expulsions, withdrawals, transfers. You could look it up yourself. Article X, Section 5 in the International Constitution. Okay? Enough said. We'll leave it at that. All right, so now no, let me no get into. For that? That I don't know what Tom said. He said he's at Tom's Tom. Oh, the applause! I'm sorry. <laughs> Come on. Uh, I never yeah. get applause. He gets the applause. I get nothing. <laughs> I get the chuckles. That's what I get. The chuckles. Yeah. yeah. Uh, on that. <laughs> All right. So Tom hacked a question there. What, Tom. Yeah. Uh, he said, uh, what, "What if you pay dues for 24 months but have been called to work?" If you are on the move list or construction movie, list. Movie. Movie list. I don't understand the question. What if... If you're on a list, you're it, not, it, you're it not doesn't matter. It, you have to... If you're not working and you're in the union, you have to continue paying that union dues every month to be in good standings. Yeah, as long as you're paying your, your dues and you've paid it uh, again for two years yeah. consecutively... And you're in continuous good standing. I don't see why yeah. you would have an you issue. Yeah, right. You should still be in good standing. Yeah. You're, on, you're on the list and you're paying your dues. Exactly. Uh, Rosie says, I would beat the crap out of those who said you're full of crap. Thank you, Rosie. You kicked their ass for us. 
And I think she means, you know, you too, Greg. Uh, <laughs> Rosie's a tough cookie bear. She, she, she sings uh, a lot. Yeah, she's yeah. a singer. I hate people. Oh my like god! That. I want her to sing. I want her to sing. At TDU, here. at the TDU convention, forget it. She, she was, sings. Does uh, she sing like those old hardcore union songs? Dude, no. I she's, love those. She goes out in the front and uh, starts singing for everybody. Well, Rosie, me and you would make a pair. We can do a duet because, as you heard me last night, if anybody heard me last night, I was going in. There's a few wild animals that are waiting at the door <laughs> that, that heard you last night. <laughs> So Jamie asks, when is a member uh, notified when they're not eligible to run? So what it is that they have to send a letter to the Secretary of Treasurer, to the local, and tell them to see if they're in good standings. You're if not notified. Once, you have to know. Yeah. Once, you, once, you, uh, once the Titan operator uh, tells the Secretary of Treasurer if they're yes, A, in good standing, they'll B, no, they're not in good standing. They missed out on this and this and that because the Secretary of Treasurer can't go into the Titan uh, system. So once that happens, he has up to five days to respond to that and say, you know, that yeah. you're not eligible to run. Right, correct. And then they can wait to, you know, they get the election supervisor to, uh, to fight it. What do you call that? Uh, to protest it. To protest, put in a petition. To see, yeah, and then if the, all the evidence is there, the election supervisor will say, sorry, you're not eligible to run. Um, we have a, uh, a recommendation here from Tom Shuttlow. He says that... Is it possible that we can have Greg sing a song before the show ends? Because Greg has done uh, some outstanding. No. I don't know if the acoustics in here <laughs> are as good as the acoustics that. in the truck, though. You know, there's something about the acoustics in that vehicle. Well, this of yours. is a much better sound system. <laughs> yeah. and, and the acoustics in this room are pretty good. For anyone out there listening, Hector is like running NASA over here yeah. on, on the table. Yeah, and Houston, see, we don't yeah. have a problem. If you see the launch on TV, you'll know where it came from. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the setup is ex extreme. Well, we're going to go on Facebook Live now that we got a uh, makeup and hair guy for freaking Tony. <laughs> Thank you. Finally, that's all I asked for. If you want me to go live, I got to have my hair and makeup done. <laughs> but anyway, no, let's, let's, since we are in the topic of 804, and uh, we're going to talk about Facebook now. You know, it was out there in Facebook local 804 page that uh, they put a. a, a, a a question out there about what what do you call a member that steals from another member now that was a riddle that he wanted people to you know to just go crazy and find out who it was and then finally john guest announced me Hector, as the, as as the, the, thief. As the thief of a uh taking money from another member Wow. So, uh, Miles. <laughs> yeah. That's pretty. That's a pretty and, serious and, and, accusation. And, and you know why he did it? Because they got no nothing. They, this is a guy that's running for office for us. So, you know, they're going to they don't have anything to run on with the merits of what they're going to do or how better they're going to be. So they look for negative stuff. And I could imagine what it went down. They were all in the meeting in the, in the in, you know, in their little house in uh, Danny Cross's house. And, and they had a little uh, uh, members first meeting. And then they, this guy, they said, well, well, you know, we can't run on our merits. So let's look for negative stuff. Well, who we got here? Oh, let's go to Hector. You know, this thing that happened five years ago, let's bring it out. Maybe uh, we'll throw shit on the wall and see if it sticks. Guess what? The shit didn't stick. The, the, the bullshit and the lies. And you need to come out and say, hey, I was misinformed. Sorry, Hector, for putting you out there like that. But you're not going to do that. I asked you that on the side. I said to you, you know, don't apologize, don't apologize, don't apologize to me on, on a text. Go back on Facebook. Clear your name. Tell them that you 
got misinformed and it was not the way it was and apologized from that point on. But because you're not transparency, you're not going to do that anyway. But we're going to do it here on the radio. I'm going to let everybody know what the fuck happened and how it went down. So five years ago, I was in the credit union as a supervisor. Uh, uh, what do you call that? I don't know. I was just a supervisor for all the meetings that happened in the credit union, which is a volunteer thing that everybody does is volunteer there. So it was nothing to do with me being in the, in the credit union. It was having to do with my account. I have an, a credit union account, and they mixed the numbers up with one, somebody else's. Uh, my, my number was almost similar to his number. So he was depositing uh, money into his account, thinking he was going to his account, but it was going to my account. I noticed it. I called the credit union. I said, it's something weird here because I have more money than I thought in my account. They looked into it. They said, oh, shit, we fucked up. We, gave, we put the wrong uh, money in the wrong account, and it was cleared up. It was like a simple thing. Like they took the money out of my account, you know, and then put it in his account, and it was done, over with. So someone that is there now as a, uh, I don't know who's the guy, they probably put it out there, oh, Hector stole money. No, I can't get into uh, accounts. No one in the volunteer can get into anybody's account. It was a mix-up by numbers, and that's what the mix-up was. It was never a theft thing ever. That's why I laughed. When he put that post out there, and he was not putting any names on, on there, I You said, knew exactly what he was talking about. I knew exactly. About. I was just waiting for him to name me. And so how then many I years go ago did this, this happen? This is five years ago. This is, this is, that's ridiculous. Exactly. He's bringing up something from so five years ago. It, it doesn't matter if he brought it up in there. What are you running on? So yeah. you're, trying to, you're trying to put me down to get wall. into office? He's throwing I mean, shit on the wall. It is so fucking crazy that this is that this this board that's running uh, members first should think about members first and not think about how you're going to criticize a member, how you're going to bring down a member because you, at the end of the day I'm still a member. I pay union dues. I'm a teamster, so you got to treat me just as well. I got to treat you the same way. And this is what they do. They have nothing to run on. They have uh, been hiding for three years, and I say it all the goddamn time. You only see these guys on election year. They don't do any union functions. They don't try to uh, push the union to learn more, to have the guys learn more. Maybe in his center, maybe he talks to his guys in the center. But how about the rest of the local about going out there and doing some union stuff that just show them that you're interested in being in the union and not just being in the office and getting off the truck? Okay, so, so you know, they did it before. This, the, the strong set, when they got first in, they went in and, and looking to... Uh, drown the guys that are going to run against them in the following three years. So they didn't pay attention to the membership. Yep. They went straight after members to put fraud charges because guess what? Those guys all got their charges dropped because it was fraud charges and it was bullshit kangaroo court. They did it to, to hold up the process of getting run against in the next three years. They tried to eliminate the guys before the freaking three years. What they should have done, and I keep saying that, they should have freaking went into office, won it, appreciate it, and run, and like, like Montavo says, take it and run with it. I, he would have took it and ran with it, and then did the members first. That's right. Okay? That's what you should have paid attention when you was in Strong State. Members first. Now they're using the name members first, but members is not first. It's management first with them, because these are deal makers with management, and that's all they're all about. Deal-makers with management. Not all of them are in good standing either and haven't paid their dues within the 24 Well, I don't know about that. <laughs> I don't know about that either, but I, you know, I just noticed. I, I hope they are because I want a, a, a real 
good. I want to show that the members are, are fed up with bullshit like these guys that just want to get into office and not do anything for the members. We've been doing a good job in the board, okay? If we were doing a bad job, I would say, hey, run against us, get the hell out of there. Or, you know, or, or we're not doing a good job, just leave, you know? Because if, you, if your shop steward is not doing a good job, what will you do? You'll run against him, right? That's right. So you want to you do Absolutely. a better job. So right. It's the same thing. If it's not broken, don't fix it. But these guys, they are so desperate, so fucking desperate. They got a little piece of the fucking pie. You know, they, and I'm going to run this, this, this thing here because I want everyone to understand that this guy was a friend of a friend. This is this. Listen to this, guys. And welcome, Danny Montavo from Forty Third Street. I proudly set in the motion the nominations for Eddie Viaca for position of president of Local Eight Hundred Four. My good friend Eddie Viaca. My good friend Eddie Viaca, the same guy he fucking double stabbed in the back and got him out of office for that chair, for that throne chair, for that Games of Thrones chair that he wanted. And he went, he, you know how the, you ever saw the Game of Thrones? Absolutely. That everybody wants that one chair, yeah. right? You have all these groups of guys fighting for that one chair. It wasn't a lot of groups fighting for that one chair. It was that one guy that he was his president, his friend, his, his best friend, my good friend. And you heard it. You heard it, right? My good friend, Eddie Viata, right? My good friend. Welcome, Danny Montavo from 43rd Street. Well, like our brother Jay Santiago says, uh, if they want to run, they have to submit a letter and the secretary treasurer, which is our brother Tony Resiglione, will let them know whether they're eligible to run or not. It's very simple. And uh, Santiago also says, our brother uh, uh, from Local 804, brother J Johnny Santiago says, it's a major infraction releasing financial information, especially if it's a member that sits on the volunteer elected position. Concerning your situation there, Hector, thank you for putting that out there, Mr. Santiago, the what we call now the Punisher. Uh, the sad thing is, Jamie Haynes, how you doing, Jamie? The sad thing is that he just cost that member that gave him that information a chance to get arrested. <laughs> this will be a federal case soon, dummy. Oh, wow. <laughs> Jamie's, wow. Jamie turning up the heat. And I, I say, listen, if you're going to run on your merits, do it, please. The members want to know what are you going to do that is different or what are you going to do different and what are you going to better the local because that's what you want to do. You want to leave the local as, as best as you can for the next generation. Can, and they, so, can they call in? Can huh? they call in? They can call in. Right? Of course. The number here is 347403. Can they, come on the, they can come they, on the show, right? They, we invited them. They, All the they, time. They, we, they just don't. Um, I know, even said, you know, Hector can step off the mic for exactly. a little bit. Exactly. I don't have to be. I just do the buttons here, and that's it. Everybody else can ask the questions. You know, you don't have to ask me the question. I don't have to ask you the questions. Uh, you know, I, I'll, I'll make sure I put duct tape on my fucking mouth because, if, shit, if I hear something, I'm going to go fucking crazy. Oh, yeah, I'm going to have to, like, strap you into yeah, the exactly. chair. Yeah, exactly. But anyway, <laughs> but you have to be transparent. I mean, if you want the members to vote for you and tell them what exactly what you're going to do to make this local a better local or how you're going to do it in the office, you have to let the members know. You can't put out trash out there and then not have a backup. That's why I gave him the opportunity when he put that fucking trash out there. I wanted him to make sure he had the right information. And what blew him out of the fucking box was the box was the when Miles, the CEO of uh, you know the volunteer, he he runs the chair of the credit union, and told him shit happens. It was no theft involved, and there's no way a guy can go into another account. 
made him look this small. I mean, he went out there to try to make me look bad, and he made himself look bad. And that's why they're all not on fucking Facebook anymore. Uh, but it is what it is. You know, they drew the, re- the, the white flag. They don't want to talk politics on Facebook and not talk negative and bashing. We're the same. We only reacted to their actions on Facebook. And, we, and, and you know why? We didn't even have to react because the members know these guys. And they're trashing them because they're talking a lot of shit on Facebook. Mm. One last question about eligibility uh, by Mr. Haynes. Uh, should we know before we even announce and pay the extra money for the election? Yeah, you should fucking know. Absolutely, you should know whether you're eligible to run before you announce you're running. I would say that if, you use, if you're using half your brain and you really want to run for office, and I don't mean to sound cruel, but yeah, you should know if you're eligible to run way before you decide to announce you're running. Uh, and, and, it's by, common sense. And let me, and Greg, let me, I'm going to tell you about the local 804 Greg is politics. just sitting here like with his eyes wide open. I'm like, going to tell you about I'm this I'm sure guy. he's heard all this shit before because no, well, it gets ugly at every right. election. Can I fucking talk? Anyway, <laughs> uh, so this guy here, John uh, Guess, he begged me, begged me to go on his slate. He was uh, with. He was going with the rise up slate. He first of all, the reason I refused there was a couple of things I refused running on that slate, and it was another guy that they asked. He begged me. I swear, I swear. If I if I had a recorder, I would have I would have let you listen. But anyway, the thing is, they asked me to run in his slate. He was running. He didn't even know what he was running for because I first the first question out of my head was, uh, who's the first seven guys that you are going to run the slate with? Well, we don't, we don't know yet. We don't know this and that. So that threw me off right away. I said, if you don't know, you have a, a full a de- uh, a table here full of people. You don't know who's the first who's seven, who? who's, who, what, which, who's going to be the president. Yeah. Then uh, right now you're, in, you're, you're crazy. To, so I, I entertained it. I listened to more of the shit they were saying because it was more shit of they were saying. And then the key part was it the icing on the fucking cake that I fucking was like, what? He asked me to run on his slate to we have for all come up with four thousand dollars. And I was like, four thousand dollars. Are you fucking insane? You don't even know what the first seven is. And you're going to ask me for four thousand dollars. <laughs> Sorry, Greg. I'm not I don't have the same. I've listened to this story a hundred times. Yes. But go ahead. I, I have two, but I was letting them go. <laughs> you I had you true, heard though. this. Uh, we've I all listen, heard it, Hector. I, I listen to your show, believe it or not. I, uh, okay. I don't just wear the T-shirt. Well, guess, guess what, guys? Fuck both of you. I'm going to say it anyway. Go ahead. Tell it, man. There's, Go ahead. there's people that probably so, haven't heard it. Maybe like three. Just, maybe he'll, he might call up and apologize. You, you maybe. Maybe. If he's out there listening. Right. No $4,000 for you, now pal. I'm getting, now I'm getting ganged up by fucking Baldy and fucking uh, Mr. Superman Mr. Crow. Fabulous here. <laughs> Mr. Mr. Fabulous. So anyway, oh, our brother so Tom, real quick, I, I just want to fuck ahead, you. Ahead, now I'm going to finish the fucking story. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Heck. So, uh, so the funny thing is that he he went to the bathroom after I told him, "Folk, nah, I don't think so. I can't. I can't deal with four thousand dollars or whatever. I didn't even know what he was doing before that." He went to the bathroom, came yeah. back, and with a plea bargain of thirty five hundred, he said, "About thirty five hundred dollars to join us." Oh, so he I dropped said, the five hundred bucks. I said, "No." The, the answer is no. He says, how about three? Does that mean now, everybody's he's trying, not paying the he's same amount? He's negotiating. At this point, he's negotiating. <laughs> negotiating for me to be on that slate. And I was like, hell no. So he dropped it now 1000 No, he dropped it to $3,000. And then I said, John. Well, yes. Yeah, let me ask you a question. It started at four. Why is it for so expensive? 2500 but that's my final offer. Yeah. Man, 
Did and you? Then I said, no, don't I tell asked that him. guy. Yeah, exactly. Don't tell that one. <laughs> so I asked him. I said, John, what? What's the three thousand dollars for? What are you gonna do with three thousand? You gonna buy a lot of shirts, a lot of t-shirts? You know, he I said, think no. it was the PR rep. He, that's what he said. <laughs> he said we're gonna get a PR. I said PR. Did you hear the uh, PR scandal? I don't think I know that one. They actually, well, I might have to listen. They actually got a non-union public relations <laughs> yeah. person to so help them for their plan. campaign. <laughs> Didn't work well for them. No. By paying her ten thousand dollars, ten thousand dollars to represent me. I said, listen to me, John. The answer is no. I don't need an outside person to represent me to the membership. I can represent myself to the membership. If you need a PR person to represent, to yeah, exactly. And and then then the crazy thing at the Greek, uh, the talk with the Greek, what is it? The meet and greet thing. The meet and greet. I went. She to that was meet saying, this is the best people you're ever gonna get. In this union, this union deserved these guys yeah. to be in office. I was there. What the I was fuck you know about unions? That's what I, I was thinking in my head. I'm saying to myself, what do you know? You're, you're a PR rep. You don't know these guys from Adam. I'm walking around the room talking to them, trying to feel them out. They did have some decent members on that slate. Uh, a guy I respect very much, Izzy Bohemier, good dude. Um, you know, they, they had uh, uh, Antoine Andrews, who I have a lot of love for. Um, but everybody else was just, you know, there were a lot of people there that I was just like, I didn't really know that well. They seemed like some of them had good intentions, but when I heard what their plans were, I just felt they hadn't planned it out properly. I gave them the, the benefit of the doubt because as a member, you want to educate yourself. And you, So I went to this meeting, greet, and I hear this PR person talking. I'm like, okay, what you're saying is bullshit. I'm going to walk and start talking to these guys. When I heard some of the, uh, some of the things they wanted to do, I said to myself, this isn't going to work. They wanted to take out our, our panel system. We just implemented this panel system a few years back. Why would we want to change it back to just one arbitrator when people were waiting almost a year to be heard at arbitration? No, no thank you. There was a few things that they were talking there that I was like, this isn't going to happen. Not to mention the PR rep didn't want me to come up to the mic. They kept, I kept my hand up and they were like looking past me and I'm like hello and they're like she was like well you're part of the press aren't you and I'm like what I'm like who told you that you know I do do a union power radio show but is that considered press uh, yeah. maybe uh, inter uh, internet radio internet show. radio show I'm like, really, we don't she get saw me passes. with my notebook taking notes and I'm like uh, you know I learned this from Jamie Haynes <laughs> yeah and then when she opened just it she just questions. saw drawings of uh, funny faces I, that's what yeah that's it you was know nothing. my scribble and tic-tac-toe me playing against myself yes <laughs> yeah instead of writing it out you wrote you wrote pic, you know you drew pictures of what you're gonna do like go up to the mic <laughs> <laughs> our brother Tom Shutlow wants to know when nominations are uh, they're in October October 24th uh, is the last uh, meeting for the year, so that's where will be the nominations. Right. And ballots will go out in November, Tom, so that's it's one correct. month before the ballots that go. It's going to be a little uh, confusing for a lot of the members in our local that don't pay attention to what's going on. It's going to be two major elections same within time. the same months, so it's going to be a little tricky. I hope a lot of the members aren't too confused. We're going to try our best to educate and inform the members, but as we always talk, there's a lot of new members that don't know, haven't experienced what we've experienced with past executive boards, so... It's going to be, I think we're going to have more trouble with the younger guys than anything else. But the good thing about our executive board is that they've been having meet and greets. Well, not meet and greets, but having educational meetings for the 22 fours, bringing them in, having small barbecues, trying to educate them on their rights. You know, not campaigning, obviously, because that's not what that's for. That's just an educational well, thing. Well, we could campaign if we on lunch. Right. But um, so these are things that are being done on Mondays when the 22 fours are off, trying to get them educated and stuff like that. So it's been working well. I really hope they take to it. 
Um, well, I want to give a shout out to uh, um, what's his name? Um, Are you serious, uh, DJ? He's yes. going through some shit. He's a brother that retired from Local Eight Hundred Four. Yep. And uh, we want to hope for a, a, a speedy recovery. I think he got the COVID. He got the COVID. He got the COVID. He's been battling it for quite some time now. Um, our hearts and prayers go out to you, brother. I hope things work out for you. He retired. He went down to Florida. He's been living, you know, uh, having a tough time recently. And we just uh, wish the best for him and hopes he pulls through. He's, he said he's doing better. He's still breathing off an oxygen tank, but he says it's uh, slowly coming back. And he's thanking people. Well, for I'm going to go prayers. visit him and smoke a cigarette next to him. Whoa. <laughs> <I'm> <laughs> kidding. Come on. And he's done the show with us. He's actually DJed a show for us. He's always been a, a good member when he was down here. And we appreciate that. Also, we want to give a shout out for one of our, our brothers uh, who passed away recently um hector i don't know if you want to touch on it since he was one of your members from brush avenue and one of the buildings that you're a business agent for uh, a young 28 year old member who passed away in a tragic tragic car accident um and uh go ahead hector if you want to well it, it's uh he's a 2013 seniority uh he's 28 years old uh he was coming home on a sunday night um they said speed was a, a factor in this accident um he went to get off the exit he missed the divider, and the divider was like a little ramp, and he, the wheels got on the ramp, and he went around, and you know he uh, did a rollover twice, and when he came back on his wheels, he went straight into a back of a tractor trailer, straight at a hundred oh, miles Jesus. an hour, and uh, he lost his life with that. Uh, and uh, this Friday, we had a great time, and we had his family down at the barbecue in uh, Brush Avenue. Um, we uh, dedicated that barbecue and uh, for his family and you know well wishes. The funerals have arrangement haven't been set yet because of the fact that you know he's from Jamaica and they want to get all the family in to do this uh, funeral. So I believe the the funeral is going to be on uh, August twentieth sometime. Um, but uh, we that was a big loss for for me because he was not only my coworker. I I you know I, I schooled this kid. To the driver that he is now, you know, he was a, a young guy getting into the company. You know, you know how young guys is that they, they do whatever they want. They like to party. Yep. Uh, I, you know, I slowed him down. I told him this is a career. He once he made top pay at the five years after that. I mean, the four years after that, uh, he uh, he settled down. I thought he was all good. He was a happy guy, always smiling, never gave a problem. And when he was in the office, he was like, all right, 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 right. But uh, we lost uh, a good guy. Uh, Steve Johnson was his name, and uh, he won't be forgotten. Rest in peace, Steve Johnson. Our hearts and prayers go out to you and your family and uh, another union brother gone. And we just hope that, you know, things work out for the family. Are they setting up a GoFundMe page or anything? Well, it was no GoFundMe page, but we collected a lot of money uh, from the members alone in Brush Avenue. Um, we presented that to them on the, the barbecue on Friday, and the sister actually came, and it was uh, it was hard. It was hard for me, especially, and it also hard for the shop steward, Lonnie Rice-Rudo, that was giving out the speech. He couldn't even finish the speech because he, he, was, a, he was a good kid, man. The kid was good. He was well-loved by a lot of members. Uh, and you can tell because, you know, they, they collected a lot of money just in one center, two, uh, two centers. And um, and it was it was sad. It's sad. And the the Lonnie Rice Rudo couldn't even finish what he wrote. He wrote a big 
thing wow. about how his life is and how he got into everyone's life and how he was loved at the center. And he couldn't even finish uh, because he broke down and him and the sister broke down and it was like sad. Wow. But it is what Did it anybody is. continue to read or are they just, <laughs> that was it? Dude, he, he set the move for everybody to start. That was it. I looked around. I was even tearing. Was tears yeah, I was tearing. Eyes. Everybody was tearing. And nobody could have talked at that time. So anyway, uh, she had a good time. She met a lot of guys that knew her brother and uh, that cared for him. And um, we say, uh, what's this? Say? Well, let's have a moment of silence for him. So if everybody, you don't mind, a quick moment of silence, maybe just a little prayer to yourselves for the family. All right, we're back. Uh, real quick, we also want to, you know, hope that healing prayers, we want to send healing prayers to our brother uh, Earl from Forster Village. One of our brothers suffered a heart, heart attack. And again, he's in recovery, and we're praying for him to have a speedy recovery. Uh, Earl is one of, um, he suffered a mini stroke or heart attack, they're saying. Uh, our brother Jamie Haynes just let me know, so... We're hoping, uh, you know, a speedy recovery. Hopefully, he'll get back on track soon and he'll be uh, good to go. Um, and anybody, you know, who's listening from here to, you know, the West Coast or even in Canada, which I don't think we get any listeners from Canada, if you've dealt with anything over the last uh, couple of weeks and, you know, you're going through a tough time, our hearts and prayers here at Union Power Radio go out to you. So right. we have we have Greg here, and we haven't talked about his uh, 401k page. Oh, because you didn't want to put everybody to sleep. <laughs> well, no, we still want... Uh, well, one thing, Greg has two pages going on. Well, we're going with three pages at this point. Yeah. Um, we put uh, together... Greg had the idea of putting a Teamster Media page together. Um, so it's great because it's a page where you can find all of us that are doing things out there, like uh, Hector and myself, like our brother uh, uh, David Allen out of uh, you know Roswell in Georgia. Uh, we got Dean Dawes out of California doing the Gemini and tow truck, tow truck show. Um, and Greg Kerwood, who comes on some of the shows here and there and has been on the Roswell Hub with Dave and, and myself and others. And uh, has the 401k resource page, has the now the contract negotiations page. And uh, it's a good place to kind of find all of our stuff. Um, it's a really good page. And um, Tom Shuttlow says 401k is a great page. And yeah, it is. It is a great page. Shoot, I remember when we first met Greg and he only had like two or 300 followers. And then it's just blown up into just such ridiculous astronomical numbers. Yeah. It's because there's so much good advice there. People talk to one another. And let me ask you something. Did you know or think that this page was going to grow to be something like that? Not like this, no. I, 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 to be honest, I didn't put a whole heck of a lot of thought into it in <laughs> advance. 
I just uh, continually saw bad information and bad advice all over the various Facebook groups. And um, I had also had uh, taught a class in my local about the 401k, and I had members continually asking me to do it again. And the issue was always, where can we do this? When can we do it? Where people can go? And so it all came together one night when I was just like, well, what if I do it this way? Then people can do it at their convenience. They can just go get the information if I just put it there. We don't have to worry about finding a room, getting everybody together, going over the same stuff, et cetera, et cetera. And so I combined the two and put the group out there. And I really thought maybe, you know, if I was lucky someday, a thousand people might care or whatever. And it very quickly uh, blew up. It's got to be at this point like doing homework. <laughs> no, I mean, to be, to be honest, and I don't want to discourage anybody from asking anything on the page, but it's a lot of the same questions over and over again. Right. Which is understandable because no one teaches anybody anything about it. And so everybody's sort of walking in cold on their own time frame. And when they get to the first step, they've got the same question that the last person had at the first step. And so it's, it's a lot of the same stuff. And, and the, the meaning behind that is it, it's really, there's not a lot to it. Right. And that was when I put it up there initially, I was like, well, this is going to run out of steam because there's only so many things you have to know. Right. And then it's all out there. But it's just been a continual new members, influx. New but questions. there was also, to be honest, that I've learned a lot of stuff from this because people have come to me with questions that I didn't know the answer to, and I had to go find out. Nice. And, and things that I didn't think of or things that didn't pertain to me necessarily, so I didn't necessarily study them or pay attention to them. So I've had to learn things about it, too. So it's been, been good for me as much as it's been good for the, the members. Well, lucky me. I brought my laptop with me. <laughs> and uh, I'm going to have you go and take a look at I'll, that after we're done here. I'll check it out. Five, five minutes. What do you mean? What do you mean? I brought my laptop with what me. Are you going to financially help him, you out? Yeah. I want him to take a look at my forum. Because ever since I spoke to him, I try to follow the do you model. Have, do you have any background on financial with the 401k? I mean, how do why, why people are all going to you with this question of 401k? Why are there 10,000 members? Yes, exactly. Why <laughs> is there 10,000 members say, on that page? That's a good question. <laughs> um, no, I mean, I, ha I have a degree in math. Um, well, that helps. And, and I had to go through all this myself because nobody taught me. And so I've been doing this for years. I've been helping people in my building who came to me. And I would say, in fact, the chart that's on the page I actually created years ago for one of my members who was like, how am I going to do this on my own, you know, without coming to you every single year and saying, what do I do now? Mm -hmm. And so that's where I, I came up with the chart. So I, ha I had all of this stuff sort of lying around, and it was just a question of putting it out there. And uh, I, I think people follow it because it isn't that complicated. The answers are consistent, and it makes sense when you actually think about it. And so, you know, I don't have anything to gain from it, obviously. Yeah. Uh, so there's no reason to... Is uh, Facebook reaching out to you to put advertising on your page? <laughs> they, they have not. Although I will say, and if anybody wants to join the page... Please do so, but there are there are three questions that you have to answer to get yes. in that page because man, when you do anything finance related on Facebook, you get bombarded with people trying to get into it. 
Yes. Who want to really? sell. Oh, my God. It's unreal. Really? People from other countries, people who work in finance companies want to sell people Bitcoin gold. And, and, uh, it's, un <laughs> yeah. it's unreal. Wow. So if, if you don't answer those questions, you, you could be the, the greatest teamster since Jimmy Hoffa, but you're not getting in the group because I can't. But what makes chances. you think that because they answer those questions that they are the person that's going into that page? Well, because somebody not a UPS member wouldn't probably know their local number, know what local number goes with which area, know what job. You know, if somebody says I'm, a, I'm an administrative assistant at UPS, that's a pretty good indication they don't <laughs> actually flag. work there. What is the three questions? Uh, what center you work in, what local you're a member of, and what's your position at UPS? Nice. And I have, I have, I have management people try to get in, and they'll, they'll say I'm an on-road supervisor. I have, uh, and, and it's not... But they could easily say that they're a driver, they're at this local, and they can easily say this is from this they center. They could. I don't think they would I, know that all. You know, they'd have to be pretty good about it. I mean, yeah. I, I... So you don't do what Jamie Haynes do, like he I, puts I, it out there, anyone knows this person, can you verify this guy that yeah. he works for UPS? On, on our local 804 page, Jamie's pretty persistent on yeah. making sure that the page belongs to that person, and he reaches... Even though the person's invited to the page, yeah. it helps... But at the same time, now he's going to ask the question on the page whether you're, you know. <laughs> it depends on the level. I mean, the issue with the 401k page is not so much some kind of security breach. Right. As much as it's the advice on that page is, is tailored towards UPS members because we have a pension. And so if you're not a UPS Teamster and you're coming to that page, what's right for you is probably going to be different than what's right for us. And so my real concern with, other than the people trying to sell stuff, my real concern with people who from outside coming in is that they're going to get bad advice because they think that what they're seeing there pertains to everybody and vice versa. People will send me articles and say, well, why does this say this? And you're saying something different. And I said, well, because that article is written for the general public. And unfortunately the general public doesn't have a pension. So things are different for them than they are for us. Because most people, when they retire, have lower income. But in our case, when you have Social Security, you have a pension, you have a retirement account, chances are you're not going to have that much lower income when you retire. So you're not going to be in a lower tax bracket. So you're not going to get the advantage of pre-tax contributions by deferring your taxes and paying them later. So that's, you know, that's where it becomes an issue. It's not if it was a, you know... I thought somebody was trying to break in and steal financial information or something. That would be a different ballgame, but it's yeah. not. I'll have a, like a, I don't know, because if I have to go into that page and knowing that, I don't know who's on that page, uh, 10,000 people out of that page, and, and I ask a, sim, uh, a question of my finances, what should I do about this? And then other people that uh, have grudges against you, uh, see, oh, shit, Hector's asking about this. Is he, is he going bankrupt? Or he's, uh, he's, he don't know how to move his, 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 how can he be, you know, this person? That's what I'm afraid, because I'm, I'm a very private person. Well, you're the, one of the lucky ones. You actually have Greg's number, and you could ask him personally. True. People message me directly all the time. But I think there's, there's a lot of people in that situation or who feel that way, and they, they don't necessarily participate in the page, but they can still go there and read the see the question that they probably would have asked, see the answer, get the information, view the files, watch the videos, 
they can do all those things without having to say, hey, uh, can somebody help me over here? I, I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> and that's funny because that's know. exactly what I was doing when I started reading your page. I didn't want to put anything yeah. up or any questions originally. I basically just, a lot of the questions I had were being answered yeah. already. And then when I finally did have a question, I finally built up the nerve to right. actually post something, and you answered it's, me pretty quickly. People are like, actually more, more forthcoming than I thought they would be. I mean, when I first started doing the videos, you know, I, I again, I, you never know what you're in for. So I just went live and, you know, waited to see what happened. And that first one that I did was like being in a boxing match. I mean, every it was just question after question after question, and everybody was asking me things, and it was I, I, I was it was like three and a half hours. I and love I just when you started doing the, asking questions. And I, is that why you started doing the live feeds? Well, people asked for it. There were people who say, you know, this when when can we do some kind of live question? I want to ask this Q question. You know, I can't type it all out, or yeah. I can't. And it, and it works better. It's easier, you know, than me having to type the same thing, and and I can explain things more in depth because you know I can go back and forth with them, or someone else can have a question from their question, or. You know, are you saying this or are you saying that? And it's much more interactive, so it well, works better. I'll tell you, you helped me tremendously. I was one of these late bloomers into the 401k, even though I should have started years ago. So, you know, over the last few years that I've been on it, I've gained so much extra money, and I thank you for a lot of it. I would literally sit there on my laptop and watch your video and wait <laughs> till I get to the part where I'm starting to move the mouse around and, and doing this. And I remember when you were talking about rebalancing, and I didn't know what the hell rebalancing was. And I said, well, I got to watch this. Let me set up my laptop. I'm sitting in front of it. I'm listening to you. And I'm like, okay, I go here. I go, and it was, you were so on point. And even what I like about what you do is that when you're on it and you see that they change something, you'll do a new video or you'll tell us, well, this might have changed. Yeah. This is the way it's working now. They did and that to me. They moved everything around. Yeah. I think I, took, I, I, took I a year and a half to get that, that thing together so I could go through the website the page by page. And I the think second I, spoke I did to it, you. they changed it. I think I spoke to you years ago when you was telling me about the 100% way to put what into the S&P yeah, right yeah. and allocating since, your yeah, funds I, I took yeah. the 100% and I split it up like the way you said that you were maybe right. you had it on Facebook or whatever and, and it's just been good yeah. I it. haven't changed it since then yeah. so I don't know well, so you should have I change it again you just have to you rebalance have to, every year once, once a year so you're, every year you get older you're, the idea is that from the beginning to the end you want to go from stocks to bonds you want to get more conservative as you get closer to retirement so the purpose of the chart is that as you age, you're slowly but surely shifting money from one thing to the other. So you do that once a so year. So I haven't done it since the last time I right. <laughs> I don't and, know how and you long. Got your laptop. And you we'll have to rebalance you. because what, what has happened, I'm sure, given, given the way the market's been, is that what you had is now completely skewed because mm -hmm. some funds are going to grow at a different rate than the other funds. So the riskier funds that you've had in the last three, four years have probably tripled, whereas the conservative funds have only grown a little bit. So now your whole portfolio is much, much, much riskier than it was, excuse me, before. Mm -hmm. So that's rebalancing takes all that and shifts it back to where you had it yeah. so that you're, you're selling the stuff that's doing well and moving it over to the conservative stuff and you're sort of 
pocketing it. Pocketing your winnings, so to speak. Yeah. So uh, the question I have, because when I first started, I, I, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't really get in because it was our choice back then that yes. you could go into the four hundred one k or yeah. not, and I didn't. So I waited a couple of years later, Me too. and then yep. when I did start it, uh, I started with the lowest percentage, which was three yep. percent. Yep. Mm-hmm. And uh, as it was getting, you know, when I was getting into the company more, I went up to five percent, and I stood at five percent for a while. And I'm still at five percent to be to be honest with you. So, what do you think I should do? A 15 year guy at a five percent taking away from the 401k? Raise it. <laughs> I mean, it's I'm, it's always because everybody's in a different situation. So, what I always say to people is to put in as much as you can afford, because you know I don't know. I mean, I'm I'm I'll stand here and be honest with you. When my, my daughter was born. I had to lower my percentage because I, I I needed more money in my paycheck. Yeah. And then as you know, the baby cost disappeared. I raised it back up. It's like, you know, things change, but the idea is that, well, first let me say, because when you said I was going to interrupt you and I didn't want to, um, when you first start, there's a, there's a whole misconception that somehow the company has something to do with this. That's a big obstacle. So people will constantly say, oh, I don't want to be in this company plan, this company. The company pays certain fees and provides the 401k as part of our contractual agreement. It's not, you're not giving anything to the company. Right. So anybody who's not a fan of the company, which I'm sure there are plenty of people, don't think that this 401k is somehow you participating in the company or giving something to the company or they're going to control your money or anything like that. It's, it's literally a, a, a joint agreement between the union and the company to provide this financial place for people save for, for retirement. So that's the first issue. And the second issue is if there's a, a message to this whole thing is that the most important thing you can do is get started. Open the account if it's not open already because a lot of the new hires, they open it already. Start putting money in there and take it from there because getting that money in, saving the money is the biggest, most important thing you can do by far. It doesn't matter if you're a financial genius. If you don't save enough money, you're not, you can't do anything that's going to make up for the lack of saving. So people start and they, they have all these hesitancies and, you know, I don't know, it might be complicated or what if I screw it up or, or whatever it is. The biggest thing you can do wrong is to not do it at all. So the first thing you want to do is get that account open, even if you start with 2 3%, just to get the ball rolling. Mm-hmm. And then as you learn and you figure out how it works, and again, it's not there's not a lot to it. I think you, you, Anthony, you'll, I started you'll agree. figuring it out, yeah, thanks to you. There's really not a lot to it. It's not, you know, people get scared because it involves money. And yep. a, a lot of, like, like going to work at UPS, there's a whole new vocabulary that you have to learn, right? The general public doesn't know what a DR is. They don't know what a... Uh, or, you know, all the, all the terms we use, it's the same thing. When you're dealing with mutual funds and IRAs and Roth contributions, and all, it's just words you have to learn the meanings of. And so the biggest thing is to get in and get in, involved in it, get the money in there, and then you can take it from there and learn from there. And so to answer your question in that roundabout way, <laughs> it, it's whatever you can afford because no one has ever said when retirement came, gee, I, I wish I saved less money. Well, my thing with that, because, you know, this is the way I think. 
Um, you know, I don't know how long I'm going to live. Uh, you want your it. money in your pockets and now. Not, it's not only that. I don't, I don't care about the money in my mm-hmm. pocket right mm-hmm. now, but what am I saving for? What am I saving? Am I saving to retire and then just die? You know, I, you know, because it's a long time. Well, at the end it's, of the day, 59 and a half years old is when. So people think and, like me. Like, why, why am I going to save? I'm going to grow, you know, as soon as I retire, you know, either something, either, either you, you're going to live longer and live another 10 years. I, I or, don't know if I'm going to live to 59 and a half. Obviously, nobody has. That. I'm Puerto Rican. We don't last that long. <laughs> I, I tell you what, though, even if you don't, your family gets it, you yeah. know. And and I would love to get a lump, change, chunk yeah. of change at that time, yeah. just to be able to do things with my family. You know, yeah. you're talking about the, the twilight years, yeah. so you want that kind of money to be able yeah. to help your family and and whatever it is. And I'm and listen so again, pers- Dean Dawes. With a quick uh, history lesson, I love when Dean Dawes comes out. Hold on, for the history. I got a question yeah. for you. If people want to withdraw from yep. the four hundred one k, how bad is that? Uh, in in a in an immediate sense, which is how most people think, you have to pay if it's if uh, pre tax money, you have to pay the taxes, obviously, and you got to pay a penalty, ten percent penalty. That's the immediate cost. The long term cost is you're now taking that money out. And if it's a loan, you now have to put that money back in, which is money you're not putting in. You're, you're paying people. Say, oh, I'm paying myself back. But you're using money to pay yourself back that you're now not putting in the account. And if it's a withdrawal, now you've taken that money out and it's no longer growing at all. And the way compound interest works is the, it's all about time. So if you're taking out money... And, and you're going to put it back five years later, well, those five years at the front end cause a huge impact on what you have at the end of the day. But what if you just don't want to deal with that anymore? You don't want to put it in. You don't want to take out. You just want to take out your money yeah. you're and gonna, just you're gonna pay severe the taxes penalties. And you're going to pay the penalty. Severe penalties. How, the, how bad is it? I mean, if you have $100,000. Well, you're going to pay whatever your federal tax rate is, so which is probably 24%. Right off the bat, you're going to pay. So state, it's not worth it to and, take it out. And most tax absolutely places, not. You're going to pay a 10 percent penalty. I mean, no one wants you to take it out. The whole the whole reason that you get this tax break to do this is to encourage people to save for retirement because everybody benefits, right? We don't. No one wants a bunch of retired people who can't afford to feed themselves. It becomes society's burden. So this whole thing is created to encourage people to save for retirement, so they're not in that situation. And, and just to, to touch on your I don't know how long I'm going to live argument. <laughs> I'm Puerto Rican. <laughs> he eats a lot of greasy it's, food. It's not just a question of that. So, so part of the issue and part of the thing that the reason I encourage people to do this so much is that you see all the time, certainly in my building, but I've seen it elsewhere, guys who start at UPS with, like Tony probably did when you're, you're 20, 21 years old i was 19 right? actually going on 20 right. and so so you, you start and you go oh, I'm, i'll do my 30 years you know and i'll be i'll be 50 years old and i'll be done i'll be good to go and then you find out that you can't take your pension that early right or you can't if you take your pension that early it's going to be half what it would be if you wait or so there's this gap that's in the middle and so i constantly see these guys they hit their 30 years and like when they go to the pension office and they come back from the pension office and they're just and you say, what's wrong? And they say, oh, well, you know, they just told me that I got to work another five years because I can't take my pension. So what is, the a- what is the age that you can take out your 401k well, without getting penalized? That's, that's what I'm getting to. So 
the normal age is 59 and a half. But there's something called the rule of 55, which is if you leave your job after you turn, after the calendar year in which you turn 55. So if you turn 55 this year, you can leave January 1st of this past year. You can take the money out. Right, so what the full, with no penalty, with no penalty. So Just what, what, whatever's in there, you take out, and that's you they give you a lump sum check. Well, and that's you don't, it. you wouldn't necessarily want to take it all out at once, but but you, you have access to it. So what that allows is now, if you're a Tony, right now you're not. I don't have to work till 60, 61, 62. I can use that four hundred one k to bridge that gap, to get me to where I can access my pension, get me to where I can access Social Security. Right, so I can use that money so that I don't have to stay with the company for that extra four or five years because I'm in no man's land where I don't I can't access my pension, I can't access Social Security. I've already put my 30 years in. I'm burned out. I'm done. I want to go home, but I got five years i got to pay for my life, and there's no way to do it. So what if you just get out of the company completely? Yep. You're, now there's no contributions going into that 401k, yes. and you're like off the company. Yep. What, what do you you have to still wait to 56, 59 years old to grab that money, even though you're you know completely away from the company? Yes, but you have you. It's not a um, even though it's done through the company, it still exists on its own. So you, if you were to go to another company with a four hundred one k, you could roll it into that. You could roll it into an IRA, which is a personal retirement account that just it belongs to you, has nothing to do with work. So the money doesn't, it, it, it's not, even though it goes through your employer, like we, we think of things as careers because we, we work for UPS and people stay there for 30 years or whatever it is, but everybody has 401ks. People jump from job to job to job to job with different 401ks. And so there are people who have, you know, this one IRA that they continually roll 401ks from every job they have into, and that becomes their retirement account that they take with them. So it's not like... You know, if you if you leave, the world doesn't come to an end. You know, it's the account's still there. Some people choose to leave it where it is and just let it. It'll continue to grow. I mean, it's not even if you're not adding something to it. What's in there is going to continue to compound. You know, so it's not. There's no. Uh, so it's very important to keep your four one k. Yes. There's been as, a big. As much as you're trying to get me to tell you that you can just take it out and live yeah, I was telling. I was. I was. I was going to see if I could take it out because I mean I got a lot of money in there because I. I after I started, uh, I started I think after a year or two. Um, it was my choice because at back then, like now, the guys that are coming in, they automatically put you into the four hundred one k. So back then, when I was uh, when I got hired, it was up to me if I wanted to go into the four hundred one k. And uh, and when I did do that, you know, I mean, I've been on the job fifteen years, and I've been in the four hundred one k for thirteen years, yeah. and. It's not really much there. I yeah. thought because 13 years, I should have a well, but I yeah. haven't been putting in a lot of money. You kept it at 3% the whole I kept time? It, I kept it at 3% the whole time, so it wasn't really climbing, climbing, climbing. Yeah. And then when I do see it, sometimes I see it go up, sometimes I see it go... Like when the pandemic happened, yeah. I saw it went to, I mean, down like $10,000. And then all of a sudden, it went up $13,000. And I was like, yeah. holy shit. Yeah. But uh, um, over time, that's, I mean, the only thing we have to go on is that over time, over the last hundred plus years, over time, it goes up. Now, I have a question because a guy came up to me because during this pandemic, uh, they were allowing people to take money out of yep. your the, uh, the 401k. Yep. 
So he's right now in a whole lot of shit right now because he did it. And oh, he shit. was saying, you know, I, I recommend it for you to, to go on your page. But what are they doing now? Because now they took that money out when they was in the pandemic. They allowed them to take that money out. And now what do they do? They have to pay taxes? They have to pay taxes if they don't put, if he did it under the CARES Act, they have, he would be on the hook for the taxes if he doesn't put it back within a certain time frame, which I believe I want to say was either three years or five years or something. That was part of the, the deal was they would let you take it out so you could access it. And you wouldn't have to pay the taxes if you put it back in within a certain amount of time. And so if that, you know, if people didn't, you know, read the fine print, so to speak, yeah, you, you put yourself, if you took that money out and you spent it all. And you can't and you get can't, it back. And you can't put it back. And now, you know, you're on the hook for 22% in taxes. Yeah, you could you could have gotten yourself. You're in a, a bad way. Yeah, well, he he's he told me that yeah. it was over seven thousand dollars in yeah. taxes, yep. and he took out ten thousand out of that. Oh, uh, he's lucky I, he only took out ten. That's actually not too yeah, bad. But not, a, but a seven thousand dollar tax mark. Well, he should well, he, be able to get the money back in on yeah. time. He still has time. If he he's just got to get that ten back, back in, in there. In. Yeah, but he has to put the. He has to put the ten back. He has to put. Do he have to pay the seven thousand dollar tax? Uh, penalty. If, if he hasn't gotten it back in a time, I mean, it's been you know that the CARES Act is almost a year plus old at this point. So if he yeah. took it out, you know, the clock's been ticking. Yeah, he's got to so get that. It, it's possible he's got to get the ten thousand dollars back in the yes. account. Yeah. Yes, to yeah. save himself that seven thousand in taxes. If, if that's what he did. Again, but what if he paid? You know, See, because I, I, he confused the shit out of me because I didn't know what to answer him. I just told him, go to your page. <laughs> but when he it's, came it, up to me... It's hard to answer without knowing all the specifics of what If he, he pays did. the $7,000 in taxes, which he's in the hole and with right now, that's what he was telling me, uh, do he still has to put in that $10,000 no. in? No. no Once he pays that $7,000 in taxes? What, what he owes because he took the money. Yeah, right. So what they said was, this. it was a, a temporary thing, right? You need the money now. We'll let you take it out as long as you put it, put back, it back within a certain time frame, and we won't. You won't have to pay the taxes. You won't have to pay. Well, oh, I know a lot of people that went into that four one k. A lot of people do those things. Yeah. It was like a fight. It was like a chain it's, reaction. That's, your page that's was one of, going one nuts. of my most popular questions. Yeah. When unfortunately, I remember when it happened. Your page went yep. nuts for a couple of days. Yep. How can uh, I get it? The money? I mean, the How word got around, and everybody yep. was just taking money yeah. out Even of there. Even when I when I first started the page, that was that was the question. You know, I almost How do I, get I almost took money didn't out. Understand it. They knew. Oh, I'm putting this money in. They didn't know what it was doing, what it meant, <coughs> what it was about. And so to them, it was like, what's this money that I can't access? How do I get my money? Mm-hmm. Which is not how you want to think of a retirement account. Right. The, the whole point of the retirement account is that you're putting your future self in a good position. Right. It's not that, that you're putting money somewhere and someone's not letting you touch it. Right. That's for your protection, is that you're putting the money away, you're getting this tax benefit with the trade-off that you don't touch it because we want you to save for retirement. Right. Another question that came up with the 401k well, is that he was getting divorced. This guy was getting divorced. Yeah. Yep. He didn't want his wife to know that he was take, had money in there. <laughs> yeah. he, can't, he, can't get away he, with that either. He... Took all the money out. Yeah, no. Oh my! All God. the money out. Yeah, but how did he do that? How did he get the money out? Did he, he must you, have left something there and took. Uh, you could do it. You, there's there's two. You can either take a hardship loan, or a hardship withdrawal. Both of which have, quali- certain qualifications. So if you're, you're buying your first house, you're allowed to take a loan or withdrawal, or you're preventing personal bankruptcy, or you're going to lose your home, or you know you've had a 
major death in the family and you need the money or you need to care for someone. There's, there's categories of reasons you're allowed to take it out. And so, and then if you can't take a loan, the same thing applies. You can take just the withdrawal because you need the money and you can't pay it back or whatever. So if he went through that process, then he could very well have just emptied out the whole thing. But he would have had to pay the tax and the penalty unless he's under the CARES Act, in which case he's got to put it back or he's going to pay the tax and the penalty. Wow. Well, real quick, Gemini says, just a quick history lesson, uh, this was negotiated in a 1987 contract, and we as members couldn't join it until August 1988. So that's one quick history lesson on 401k, which I didn't even know because I started in 94 and I remember not learning about it till a few years later and not wanting to get involved because it sounded like a stock scam to me. Right. But again, that, just be young, being young and stupid. the company name on there right. and they think that it's, it's some kind of company investment or company account or company thing and, and it's not. Another thing, uh, it says you should at least put in 15%, I mean, if you're capable of. 15%, and you, you be, pay that, be broke every week. You <laughs> should be putting it in because it says, you, since you're symbol, single, Hector, and you are- I'm uh, single now. Right. And you're, you know, whatever, you, you would be putting 19500 per year being single. Yeah. Is that a, a, about a correct number? Depending That's what on, it depends on your income. So okay. it depends on what you're making. But right. that, that would be the Are they going to raise? On a UPS I think, salary. I think, I think Hector cracked the 50 line, so he's allowed catch-up contributions. Right. Yeah. So do you think, another question from Mr. Haynes is, do you think Jamie's that... Jamie's got a lot of questions. Yeah. Oh, but, you know, is, Haynes, that, is that new to you? <laughs> let me tell you something about Haynes. He lives with his mother. Whoa. Uh -oh. No, he does uh, not. Uh -oh. He's got money to spend. Uh -oh. He collects my bottles. <laughs> <laughs> I That's feed him. That's how he him. puts his 401k in from uh -oh. Hector's this guy, This guy saves a lot of money, this guy, Jay. Oh, he does. Uh, he does, Good man. for you, Jay. He would rather get Prumas instead of, you know, Good Jordans. Good for you. <laughs> you know, he has a, 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 a old car. Penny saved is a penny earned. With no air conditioning in it. Does he have air I conditioning? I don't have any air conditioning in my truck. No? No. Well, he saves a lot of money, and I understand that he can put in 15% of his pay uh, towards the 401k, but a lot of people can't. So He's asking, no. do yeah, you yeah. think they will raise the yearly limit? Do you think that's they a possibility? Usually, they usually do raise it. Um, yeah? Not necessarily every year, but every couple of years they, they do. Some, when it sometimes started, they wasn't... raise one or the other. They raised the 401k last time, uh, $500, but they didn't raise IRAs. Usually they raise them both. But when it started, wasn't it 20% originally, or was it always like 15% was the limit? Oh, the, the percentage limit yeah, the is 35%. Lim oh, the percentage limit is 35%. Yeah. yeah, but you'll max out. So what would happen is, so, which some people like to do, you can put in up to 35% out of each check, but then once you hit that 19.5 limit for the year, if you're under 50 you want to it lower stops. it. It'll just stop. So you're better off lowering it at that point. Or well, no, because what, what some people like to do is they take the hit on, you know, all the checks through August and then as soon as August rolls around there's no more deductions because they've maxed out. And so now they're getting full blown paychecks for the last four months of the year, right when Christmas comes and everything else. Oh sweet. Yeah. Oh, I didn't even know that. Yeah. So, oh, another so important question. Okay. Some people like to do it that way. Another important question that people have, and this is like a huge debate, and I'm sure you've dealt with it on your page because I've heard it the back and uh, forth, probably. is whether to do the Roth yes. or the traditional. Yes. Because there's a big gap between people debating whether, you know, whether it's best to do each, yes. whether it's best to do uh, just Some, one. Someone from your local likes to debate me about that. I'm yes. Not, I'm not any names please well, name <laughs> well what they say is it's better to be half wrong and half right than to be you know 
But I, I yeah, obviously, I, me not knowing, I agree with you. I, I'm thinking I I'd rather be paid the up. Other night, and, and I have to disagree with that statement. And tell me uh, why, Greg. Well, the way to explain it quickly, there's two different types of contributions. There's pre-tax where you don't pay taxes on the money now. Right. You pay taxes when you withdraw in retirement. Right. And the logic behind that is most people make less money when they retire. So, therefore, you're instead of paying 24% now, you'll pay 18% later. So, you've saved yourself that 4% in taxes on the money that you put in and all the money that you've earned. That's the traditional way 401ks were created. Then someone named Roth, who mm. was a congressman, I think, from Delaware, came along and said, well, what if we do it this way instead? What if we have people pay taxes on the money now? And then we won't charge them any taxes when they take it out. So they pay taxes on the contributions, the money grows, and then when they take it out, they don't pay any taxes at all. So all that growth is tax-free. And so in a traditional situation, a non-pension situation, advisors would tell you Roth is better for young people, pre-tax is better for older people. Younger people tend to be making less money. They have much more time for that tax-free growth to happen. So the Roth is going to benefit them more. Older people are making probably their maximum income for their life in their 40s, 50s. Um, and um, they don't have as much time to benefit from the Roth. So the pre-tax would be a better choice. Now, the wild card in this whole scenario is the pension. So when you get to a situation where you've got a pension and a good pension like we have, now the odds on you making less money in retirement go way down because now you've got social security you've got pension presumably since you're asking about this you're saving money in a 401k so you have all of this income that would be taxable that you're going to collect in retirement so therefore you're probably not going to be in a lower tax bracket which means the pre-tax is not going to help you you're not going to benefit right if i say to you you can pay 22 percent now or you can pay 22 percent later you're going to go what what do i care right i'm not gonna do for me so for most of us the Roth is going to be a better choice. Now, that debate of, well, I can't decide, I'm going to do both. The flaw in that is that we're dealing with probability, right? When I say that the probability is, for most of us, the Roth is going to be better, right? It's not a 50-50 split. So you're not saying, well, it could be this one, it could be this one. I'll put the money on both, and that way I'll cover, cover my bets. You're saying, this one's probably going to happen, but I'm going to put half my money on both, right? So now you're just throwing money away, right? If you know that 90% of the time the, the, the roulette wheel is going to land on black mm. and you say, well, I'm going to hedge my bets and put money on both, you're throwing the money on the red away because 90% of the time you know it's going to be black. Gotcha. Right? So if you know that 90% of the time the Roth is going to be a better choice, it's, going to, it's either a better choice or it's not. There's, right. no, there's no middle ground. Right. So that's my problem with that argument. Now, there are people who have, like you and I and Hector probably too, the Roth wasn't available forever. Right? Yeah. So I still have more pre-tax money than I have Roth money, even though I've been doing the Roth for right. de over a decade because that money went in earlier right. and it's grown more. So right. we have both no matter what. Right. But if you're starting out, you know, there's really no reason to go down that road unless you have a spouse who earns a lot of money who doesn't have any kind of retirement account. So your income's probably going to drop. Then you may be better off with the pre-tax. But ah, that for, makes sense for most of us. Right. You know, if your income isn't going to drop significantly in retirement, the pre-tax isn't really doing you any any favors. Ah, 
Well, that makes sense. They have, they have a question. They have a question. Uh, what is the limit on a IRA deduction? Oh, our brother well, IRA Patrick is six thousand uh, dollars plus an additional. Oh, Jamie answered that. A thousand dollars if <laughs> Jamie if knew you're the over answer. fifty. Jamie knows. Yeah, Jamie knows. <laughs> Jamie's been on your page a lot, hasn't he? Yes. Now it's not. There's there's also two different kinds of IRAs. So okay. there's there's a traditional IRA which works like the pre-tax four hundred one k. Okay. You you get a tax deduction when you put that money because it's not a payroll thing. So if I put six thousand in a traditional IRA when I fill out my taxes. I deduct $6,000 from my taxable income. So I get a deduction right away. With a Roth IRA, you don't do that. You still have to report it so the IRS knows you put it in there because you can take it out if you need to. But you don't get any deduction. You, um, you pay the taxes now, and then when you take money out of the Roth IRA, it's the same thing. You don't pay any taxes at all. So what would you say benefits most members when they hit that 59 and a half year mark? or that 55 whatever it is that you want to take that money out what would you what would you say what kind of advice would you give to that member where should he roll his money into would it be an ira would that be the best bet for that member that would be the standard way to do it um my take on that is if you're comfortable with the 401k but you're not comfortable with finance in general there's no harm in leaving it in the 401k where it is. We have a decent plan. We've got decent choices. The fees are cheap. You could stay in it after 59 and a half. I thought you had to come out. No, you don't. You don't have to take the money out. It's an account. You have an account that's managed by Prudential. It's there. Whether so you, you work don't for have UPS to touch or not, it. you don't have to touch it at all. And, no. But what about taking now money you, out now when, when you, you need it? When you hit 72, you have something called required minimum distributions. You have to start taking money out, but that's a different ale. But no, when you retire, you don't have to take it out. You don't have to move it. You don't have to do anything. So if you're comfortable with it as it is, that's perfectly fine. If you are more comfortable with finance and dealing with things, and you want to roll it into an IRA, you're going to have you know, more investment choices. You're going to have probably slightly lower fees. So if you're okay with that, with handling it yourself, because the IRA is a little more complicated than the 401k, then roll it over into an IRA, deal with it yourself. Now, there are all kinds of caveats to that. If you want to use the rule of 55, you can't roll it over because it, the rule of 55 only applies to the 401k of your last job. Mm. Right. So if you have another job from two decades ago and you have a 401k, you can't use a rule of 55 on that 401k. Mm. You would have to roll that 401k into this 401k to access that money. And then there's other situations where um, leaving it in the 401k may not work to your advantage because the Roth IRA, you can you don't have to make required minimum, uh, minimum distributions. You can pass it on to your kids. Not as beneficially as you used to because they changed the laws but there's there's a handful of reasons why you might want to choose one or the other but in general if you're comfortable with the 401k you know you don't have to feel compelled to to take the money out and put it somewhere else our brother tom shutlow says uh do you find that more people keep their 401k money in the ups plan or in the 401k plan or roll over into something else like in your uh years of experience what do most people do that's a fair question. I don't know if most people do anything, but people either leave it there, they roll it over, or they immediately run to some kind of financial advisor, um, which is a double-edged sword. 
there are lots of unscrupulous financial people out there, as you can imagine. Um, there's a lot of products out there, like annuities and things like that, that may or may not be a good idea that people get talked into. So um, it can be a dangerous thing because, to be perfectly honest, the hardest part about dealing with a 401k is probably when you retire and start taking the money out because now it's a question of how much do I take out, you know, so I make sure my money lasts. What do I do with that money? Should I take it, you know, all of it out, put some of it into an annuity? Should I put some of it? Should I do what you now? Suddenly you have this pile of money with all these options and, you know, the, the, the saving is automatic. It comes out of your paycheck. You know, you, you manage your account pretty simply. So the more complicated part is the withdrawal. If I take this money out of the pre-tax money, is that going to bump my income high enough to be in another bracket? Right. If I'm going to take that trip to Europe and it's going to cost me 30 grand, I want to use the Roth money so I don't get taxed on that 30 grand, or do I want to take it out of this pile? So there's more, the, the, the complicated part is more of the withdrawal and retirement, really, than, than getting the money in there in the first place. Well, I tell you, Greg, we really I, do appreciate Yeah, it. I want to I mean, stop all the questions because yeah. we, I, got, I want to get into other stuff. And well, I know for two minutes. No, 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 because uh, if anyone wants more questions to ask to uh, Craig, the, yeah. the website, the Facebook page, can you announce the Facebook page yeah. that people can yeah. go? It's a, a UPS Teamsters 401k resource page. It's on Facebook. Um, like I said, anybody's welcome to join. I also, uh, if you're a spouse, I have spouses join all the time. My, my husband's a driver, my wife's a driver, but I manage the money. I have no problem with that. Um, people reach out to me directly all the time. If you don't want to ask your question, like Hector, you're camera shy and you don't want to, you know, you can. I'm not camera shy. <laughs> it's that motherfucker right now. <laughs> you can reach out to me directly. I'm, I'm happy it's to me. help. Um, you know, there's no, there, any, anything I can do to get people to do this and, and set themselves up to be in a better position down the road. <laughs> Jamie's an asshole. <laughs> Jamie, uh, first of all, Jamie does say something good here. Stop listening to locker room accountants, please. Uh. <laughs> okay, thank you, Jamie, for that. So, Listen to guys like Greg who aren't fucking locker room fucking exactly. accountants. And Tom Shutlow says he's calling you after the show sometime, Greg. I don't know if you know he Tom. He said he was going to call me. He yeah. will be calling you. And then Jamie <laughs> says, can you, Greg, give me, Rosario, all your five-cent refund bottles so I can bring them into New York I, for him? I got one right here on the table yeah, for we you. Got, we got so a few. We're going to put them together. So your was, name on it right here. I'm <laughs> sure you got into a lot of ears. Uh, uh, whoever's listening, because we have over, it went up to 50 listeners. And now nice. it's went down to 31. But I know, I'm sure you got into their ears. But uh, I also want to talk about this uh, TDU convention that's coming up in October 1st. October 1st, you know, that's an educational convention that uh, a lot of locals from across the country go to Chicago. And uh, on the weekend, it's all about learning uh, your rights as a shop steward, your right as a member, what, how you fight the, the, the company, and how do you deal with supervisors that are that are dumbasses, and how do you... Uh, I think it's a good program. Great I, workshops, I, great educational workshops. I've been to every TDU uh, conference since I've been in... Uh, that's me being active, you know, because not only... Everybody says, oh, TDU sucks, TDU sucks. And that's where the question comes into gray. <laughs> I'm going to ask you that question there, because you was never a TDU member, correct? I, I was not, no. Yes, and no. you just became a TDU member. Yep. And what made you made that decision to go into Because I'm not a TDU member. Yeah. I mean, I was back then, but I just not, I'm not a member anymore. But you are. 
Yes, yeah, I'm right. a member also. There, there's a few reasons. Um, I made that decision, number one, because uh, with the pandemic, I was on pretty much every weekend uh, with their conferences and their, their calls and, and the information and learning stuff and everything else. And uh, it was all excellent information. It was great to talk to other members. It gets you completely fired up to go into work on Monday. It was a great thing. And so I, I certainly wanted to uh, put my money where my mouth was and support that financially. Um, the other side of that is um, I come from a region where TDU is not all that popular. Right. Uh, and so my opinion was that if me uh, going from one side to the other could stop all the nonsense of these guys suck, no, you guys suck, and 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 end that ridiculousness, um, then I was going to do it. I don't know if it made any difference or not, but, uh, you know, to me, that was, I was going to put it out there saying, you know, this is what they do. I'm, I'm over here. I'm willing to be over there. You know, anybody who wants to stand on the line and fight, I'm with. I don't care. It doesn't matter to me who you are, where you come from, what organization you belong to. We're all teamsters at the end of the day. We're all fighting the same fight. So. That's correct. And we, I had a guy that called up the radio show one time and said, TD, you sucked. Okay. And I said, okay. You why? got your opinion. Yeah. Why? Why? Yeah. How, why do they suck? Yeah. Oh, because my principal officer said they suck. Yeah. So that's why I say yeah. they suck. So you can't go by what other people think. It's you got to think. You, you got to think for yourself. And that's for those guys out there that say, "Oh, TDU sucks," but don't have a reason why TDU sucks because you haven't experienced what I experienced in TDU. And you're go this is going to be your first convention, or this yep. is your this is going to yep. be your first convention. This is going to be your second. It'll be uh, my third. I did the second one on oh, Zoom yeah. because of the <laughs> because of the pandemic. Yeah. But Te technically, technically, I did it will be my year, second but. in Chicago. Thankfully, well, this this convention is going to be one of you want to be at yep. because yes. you're going to have the whole odd slate there. Uh, you're going to have opportunity to find out who these candidates are at this convention yep. and to find out that, you know, they're going to do the right thing for the membership. I, I feel 100% confident now that Oz is going to be the one that's getting into the IBT for the better of this uh, uh, Teamster Union, that we are a strong union. And I think uh, Sean has, uh, you know, he's been through it all. Yep. He's been through it all. Not only that his local loves him to death of 25,000 members, uh, he's doing right by those. I mean, you have to look at it as, listen, I'm not telling you who to vote for. I, I want you. only 12,000 members. Yeah, so I was going to say 25,000. Yeah. yeah. I, I think... thought it was 25. No. no, I remember him. Maybe telling... because local 25, 25,000. Yeah. 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 We'd but love he... to be. If anybody wants to join. <laughs> but if, you, if you look at the numbers of as the soon East as we Coast, get Amazon, there'll be 25,000. As far as the East Coast, when I saw the numbers with the election of last election, uh, he pretty much took the whole East Coast, the yep. East Coast, uh, as far as voting time. Um, but everyone, listen, I'm not telling you who to vote for. Just do your homework. Just do your own homework. Don't let no one choose for you. Vote for who you think is right for the the, the Teamsters and and right for the movement right now. 
And that's all we're asking you. We just want you to vote, actually. I don't yep. give a shit who you vote Absolutely. for. If you, Everybody has to if, vote. If we show the company that it's a lot of people voting out there uh, from 1.4 million, only 300,000 are voting, you know, the company say that has a fucking joke to them. That's but right. if we show them either 800,000 to 900,000 Teamsters Ooh, vote out of one I'll be point, happy with 750. It, you, know? you know, if you show the company that, the company's going to get scared and say, that's holy right. shit, this, this union is really really so listen i my 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 i want everyone to vote listen 200,000 members is not enough nope. we want to show the company and it's this it's is why we're out frankly. there doing the 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 election drive and we're boots on yep. the ground guys like tom myself yep. yourself yep. uh people that have been out there we're pushing for this i've never this is the first time we've tried something like this postcards being sent to members before it's time to vote yep. so they actually have something to remind them you know it's 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 something that we're going to try to see if it works, and hopefully it does. We need to get the members to come out and vote. It's so important. Again, 200,000, 250,000 members voting is not enough. I want to thank our brother, Greg Kerwood, for one, letting me come up here for the week and enjoy the this time a beautiful with my house. family. I had such a great you time. You got to get I, the information. Anybody that wants to yeah, do an Airbnb yeah. here, I mean, <laughs> this is a nice Where do they house. find your Airbnb information? Uh, they just go to Airbnb, I think. Yeah? I, I don't know. I've never rented it myself. <laughs> you just own it. I, I might have to, but... This uh, is this is a nice house. I would recommend anyone to come here. It, it feels like home, actually. It's a beautiful time up here. There's things to do in the summer. Beautiful walks. If, yes. if you guys seen my page and follow me on Facebook, you'll see the pictures of the waterfalls, Jiminy Peak, where me and my family had a great day of fun. Um, they have these beautiful uh, museums here that you can visit. I, I saw a car show I just walked into into town, and I saw these beautiful cars. It was amazing. I mean, and then in the wintertime, they have skiing up here. So you want to come up for the winter, they have plenty of ski uh, things going on here. You like snowboarding, skiing. They have all that going on up here. You're 15 minutes away from Vermont if you want to do something in Vermont. You're not far from upstate New York if you want to go there. Uh, I believe the Six Flags is about an hour and a half from here if you go to the Six Flags in, uh, what is it, Springfield? He's a, he's a, he's a tour guy I, now. I've been going nuts because I, I came up here and I just wanted to know where everything was and I had a great time with my family. So thank you, Greg. Thank you for hosting. Where, he, he knows all those places, but he don't know where the bathroom is in the house. <laughs> <laughs> had a great time. Thank you so much, Greg. Thank you for being on the show. Uh, we've been planning this for a couple of months and we're so happy that you had us up here and you came down. Thanks he had to drive three hours up from Boston to come to this house that he rents out just to be with us hector thank you for coming up for the weekend buddy we appreciate you we appreciate all our listeners out there thank you for an educational show i hope you guys learned a lot a little about the oz election uh the the whole uh, international election hope you guys learned a little bit about the local 804 election and a lot about 401k again go to greg's page learn about the 401k find out about that you want to get involved, you want to save money for retirement, prepare for your future. As we always say here on uh, Union Power Radio, Power Radio, solidarity, we're here to put the U back in union. Right, if you, missed, if you missed the beginning of the show with Greg, Greg, thanks you for, uh, thank you for having us here, having me here for the past 24 hours because he was here all week enjoying the views and everything. But this is a nice house and uh, I hope... Uh, uh, one day I'll come and, and relax up here for a whole week like uh, Tony did. You just but anyway, let me know. Yeah, thanks. I'll pay. <laughs> so, uh, listen, uh, we want to say that if you missed out of the show earlier today, it's going to be on Showreel right on uh, Mixler. 
And then later on today or ne- later on tomorrow, I'll be putting it on podcast. Do listen. If you missed out on the beginning of the show or the middle of the show or you just logged in now, you can listen to the show later on. We'll be back in two weeks. The What The Heck Show here on Union Power Radio. And also, I'm probably going to go to the convention and do the radio show there on a Saturday or Friday night and a Saturday. And we have candidates there uh, are willing to get on the radio show to answer any other questions because they're transparent versus the other slate that they don't want to get on any type of thing and just put out negative stuff. Though, or the odd slate, they're all going to be there. And then we're going to grab key guys and we're going to talk to them on the radio for you guys to have questions and answers right there all transparent that's right we're coming to you live from chicago tdu hector is bringing the equipment down greg do you have any last words before you go they want you to sing actually they say yes they want you to sing. oh i thought Come i on. wasn't allowed to sing <laughs> <laughs> give me, get, send us out with something say something that you want to say to the members and then we'll send you off with a song man you are putting me on the spot come on uh, do you want us to play any instrumental for you <laughs> <laughs> don't play that stuff you were playing last night. I'm, <laughs> I'm not that soulful, I don't think. Oh, by the way, last night was one of those nights. Did you say that in the radio show? What? About we, that we got oh, on, yeah. we were drunk. We started the and show. And then all that. of a sudden, uh, Craig, Greg and uh, Braz, our brother Braswell, Braswell were in a competition, named that tune we, of I, disco I music. And let me tell you something. <laughs> they really, really surprised me because... They, one went after the other. Either one had the, the the name of the song, and the other one had the name of the artist. It was crazy, but it was great. I had fun. I was drunk. I uh, listen, it was Union Power Radio. Name that tune, and we had a member from local eight, uh, 804 in Brooklyn, and we had a local 25 in Boston going back and forth picking songs. It was a great time. I did a little song. Oh, Thomas wants a duet with me and you. Maybe we should do the Righteous Brothers. <laughs> you never close your eyes anymore when I kiss your lips. And there's no tenderness like before in your fingertips. You're trying hard not to show it. But baby... Baby, I know it. You've lost that love and feeling. (laughs) (laughs) Hold on. Wow, really? We were going in. We were having fun, man. Well, again, thank you, everybody. Solidarity. (laughs) Stay united. We're here to put the U back in union. (laughs) (laughs) We were doing so well. I I thought it was awesome. That's right, you got the two No autographs, please So, uh, listen to the show If you listen to the radio If not, I'm going to put it on podcast later on today So, later on tomorrow You'll see it on podcast all over the Facebook area Hold on, what you got to say? I shut you down, what happened? (laughs) Tom Shutlow says, thank you guys F you Hector for cutting them off Yeah (laughs) All right Listen, it was hurting my ears, but you guys were... I don't know. Over here, I wish I had a camera because they were actually holding each other and singing that song. So uh, you got a little freaky here. Anyway, thank you for listening to the What The Heck Show here on Union Power Radio. We're not going nowhere. There's elections for the IBT updates here on Union Power Radio. Also, the local elections. And let me tell you something. The local elections is going to get ugly. The IBT uh, elections is going to get ugly. Just carry... Remember, marriage, marriage, remember, do your studies... Find out the candidates, 
Vote for who you think is right for you that's going to represent you in this Teamsters local. Thank you very much and have a great Sunday and peace out, my brothers and sisters. Sunday at 2 p.m. Eastern Standard Time with your hosts, Tony Rosario and Jamie Hayes.